The Doors, Let Me Two Times, you're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan, he's driving the desk. You're right there, Matt. Yeah, I'm really good. So much more upbeat than you did last week when you were rubbish, you were like a Victorian child with rickets just perched there, weren't you? Yeah, but I've been at a festival, so... No excuse, Matthew. Festivities are supposed to enliven us and put us in touch with the idea of community, not well, the this, this week I feel good. As an early night. He was no. expanding his chest while he'd done that, like Popeye. We've got Trevor Locke here, he's in charge of competitions and talking to people when they call up. You alright, mate? Yes, I'm very well. How are you? feel quite upbeat today. It's Father's Day, isn't it? It is Father's Day. Have you got Day. any Father's Day cards or do your hordes of illegitimate children shun you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't realise it was actually until you told me about well, ten just, minutes ago. Really? Yeah. I don't believe in things like that. It's not really a religious festival. Mothering Sunday is in the religious calendar, but uh, Father's Day... Trevor, you can't have your life dictated to you by religious festivals. You can do, sir. Can I'm you? the Church of England man, yeah. C of E? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never would have guessed that from your dour dry demeanour and your ridiculous dress sense looking like Alan Bennett at a rockabilly club. Thank you very much, Russell. So, we're going to talk a little bit about Father's Day for a bit. The anecdotes about our fathers. Mostly the show is going to be defined by mistakes. Not mistakes we've made, of course. We're too professional. But we're talking about the idea of mistakes. Trev, you look confused. Yes. What's the problem? Well, that's just my general demeanour. I am confused. You're yeah. just going to look confused now, are you? By life. Are you really a Church of England man? Well, what, what do you go to church? I don't quite know what that means, but I don't go to church. Why do you no. say it then, Trev? Don't make all these boasts. I was brought up church trying to win so the C of E vote. I'm not trying to, but it's sort of imprinted on me, isn't it? And that's what I'm saying. But Father's Day means nothing to me, right? Because it's not, it's not been encoded in the correct religious so language. What about your dad, though? Surely. What about my dad? Doesn't he want Father's Day to exist? And what I, if you had a I child? I think he's out Trevor's there now, waving actually. a banner. He's marching listening. around the village of Bugbrook going, my son doesn't recognise Father's Day. He's not doing that. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's from a place called Bugbrook. Everything about him is so consistently anachronistic, like belongs to another era. So um, People live in villages all over this island. I'm sure they do, Trevor. Not all of them come marching around London dressed in beige, <laughs> boasting about killing animals. Before the show began, Trevor, why don't you repeat that story of how you used to scare your sister? Well, in the, in the, again, it's taken out of context, so it sounds... Uh, oh, what context, Trevor? What context exactly does it become acceptable to take the, the severed foot of a chicken, pull the <laughs> tendons within it, and scare your sister with the movement of the claws inspired by tendon motion? What context? In Abu Ghraib, Trev, <laughs> in Guantanamo Bay... That was my granny. My granny in her kitchen, she said, have you seen this trick? And she took out a giblet and she took out a chicken's foot. I think that's Why a she got these things in her kitchen? It's like a family of serial killers, the lot. she said... Look, can you, you, have you seen this? And she pulled it. And it have and you it, seen this? <laughs> have you seen it's this? It's all new. <laughs> Trev, <laughs> we've got this crazy new thing. It's called the chicken spot. Everybody's doing it. It's like the twist. <laughs> Everybody doing the chicken foot, terrifying the sisters. It was, not, it was exciting for me. It was good. It's not dance crazy. Your, your family, Trev, the more I hear, you sound like Sawney Beans cannibal family <laughs> living up in the hills of Scotland, dragging off passers-by and lone horsemen. And eating them in eels. How do you know about Sawney Bean? Why wouldn't I know about Sawney Bean? You know me, I'm I an autodidact or didact. Interesting. Tell me about Sawney Bean. It's like serial, original serial killer. All right, Matt, cave. as if like, you know, from, from whom all serial killers are derived, those others are derivative lazy serial killers. No, it's good though, he, he lived in a cave with his wife and ate people. Yeah, that's great. That's God. great. Living in a case. Is that what you aspire to, Matt Morgan? In a way. We've got, sorry, so we're going to be talking about Father's Day, a little bit bad stories. We're going to talk about um, what we're going to do about mistakes. Trevor has browbeat us into having these girls he fancies in. What are their Stop names? Stop it. I haven't. Panini Sisters, is it? 
Um, it's embarrassing, isn't it, Matt? Sisters, yeah. no, embarrassing. Papini. Like we, they're called Papini. Papini. The, the Papini yeah. sisters. They're good. We heard some of their music. Well, what did it's you nice. call them last week, Trevor? The Poonani sisters. Poonani sisters. The Poonani sisters. Didn't even know what it meant. And, and I think that was a Freudian slip that he of made, Matt, it because was. there's only one reason, or there's three reasons that he wants those Panini sisters is in. There, here. Is there one that you prefer most? I think they work better as an ensemble. You disgust me, Trevor Locke. Have you got no morality? How do you live your life? Does one like you? No, I don't think so. I don't think they even How know. How could they? Even one, like you. even one. Could you even get a thirty-three percent hit rate out of these Panini sisters? <laughs> Look, I've been championing them for for weeks, and I didn't championing even them. Champion. He sees himself as a knight of old on a steed. I've been championing you girls. <laughs> I've had your livery sewn into my nipples. Right. I defended their honour when Noel Gallagher sort of dismissed them last week. Noel Gallagher, we'll call him up later yeah. on the show. He'll be he's our foreign correspondent. Jewel. He's coming. He's coming back home today. He's coming to see me do stand up tonight. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is. Trevor. That's why he's come home, is it? <laughs> Apparently, you know, he's mad keen on it. Also, we've got a new item on the show coming up later. It's called Matt Morgan's Reluctant Cultural <laughs> Review, where Matt Morgan casts his wry eye across across cultural events. This week, you've been to a restaurant, have you, Matt? Yes. Was I that nice for you? It, Did you miss your trough? Did they not. mind that you having the bib and scooping <laughs> big fists full of pasta into your belly like desperate Dan? Russell, it really annoys me that whenever I go anywhere with Russell, he goes, you eat yobs food. <laughs> what, what, what do you want? I go, I don't want to eat here because for whatever reason. He you goes, are some yeah, reason. You just want to go home and eat a bowl of pasta <laughs> and, and drink cider. <laughs> it's just... He does. Matt refuses to accept that our childhoods are gone now and we are adult men living in bourgeois London. Yeah, that's uh, why I went to this restaurant. Yeah, I know. Well, it, we're, we look, we're all looking forward to hear you uh, like a sort of a long, shaggy-haired, filthy Michael Winner. Like, <laughs> well, the service wasn't all it could have been. The pudding was cold. <laughs> why, oh, why, I've come here. No one pulled my chair out. I had to sit on the floor like a sow feeding piglets from warts on my neck. Okay, so why don't we... i tell you what. Let's uh, have a listen. So send us your stuff about mistakes. Send us your stuff about your fathers. Later on, of course, we've got Trevor's Sonic Enigma. It's going to be a fantastic show. We've got some marvellous music coming up. What have we got coming up? We've got... I think we've got some Tom Waits, uh, got ACDC, we've got Suede coming up Ramones. right now. Text us if you want to on 64046 or you can email us at russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. But now, animal nitrate, yeah, is See, it? that's not even right. <laughs> What's wrong? It's the pipettes. It's the pipettes, yeah. Oh, the pipettes are first. Okay, all right, we'll listen to Suede after that. But let's just have the pipettes and Trev roaring for the pipettes like a little bobby socksa. <laughs> <laughs> chasing after James Dean's Porsche going, slow down, James. All Shapes, Pipettes, that's another one of them groups that Trevor Locke has got a crush on. You listen to Russell Brand <sighs> on Six Music. They're good, though. They're they good. are good. I don't what? have a crush on them, I just like their music. Yeah, but you'd never, you can never keep it professional, Trev, can you? You can never maintain uh, even a degree of uh, admiration for them as artists. It always becomes sleazy with you. Before long, you'll be firing things off on MySpace. It Anyone who's seen Trevor Locke's MySpace will know how he views women. So, we're talking about dads because it's Father's oh, Day. Poor what? Trevor. Thanks. <laughs> God, you've got to say that that's a joke at the end. Oh, no, he knows it's a joke, though, man. No, I know it's a joke. He knows it's a yeah, joke. Yeah, listeners don't. No, well, that's the right. The tens yeah. of listeners out there do not. Matt, Trevor Locke undermining our listenership. This, this, we're roaring up that um, chart, aren't we, for, our, we for a podcast? We're still at number six. Static. <laughs> number <laughs> Roaring. Six. Stagnant. Static. Lifeless. Immobile at number six. Come on, get us a bit higher. Download the podcast. We should start downloading ourselves, should we? We do. Oh. 
Okay. We can only download it once, so. Damn. Yeah. They're always one step ahead. So, okay, let's um, talk about our Father's Day stories. Trevor, well, not Father's Day stories. That, that's too specific. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, here's a story about my dad. Right, this uh, this story, Matt reminded me of this. This is like a time, you know, the dads, the big looming characters, aren't they, dads, when you're a child? I didn't sort of, my dad, like, I grew up with just my mum on my own, so I wouldn't see my dad all the time. But like, I remember, like, sort of, uh, you know how you, dad's winkies is brown, baby's winkies is white, aren't they? I remember being curious. Well, well, that's, <laughs> like, I've got a story along yeah. that, along that yeah. thing. Well, like, you know, like, sort of, well, if, if you when you see your dad's dinkle as a child, it's brown. And yeah. like, uh, in your own dinkle is white, and it don't yeah, you know? But it's that's sort of, absolutely true. Come it's on, quarter Trev. past ten on a Sunday morning. Why talking about the colour of different appendages, Trev? It's nothing actually that rude. Maybe to you, Trev, who holds your own winkle in pincers when you go to the toilet and sob in the lavvy like Ken Williams. Like, oh, oh no, what's it for? It's a curse, you know. But some normal people, Trev. <laughs> you know, you're always going on about all oh, this tiny island, our island mentality. But you are the one propping up that tiny island mentality with your fear of your own genitalia. Mind you, I have. Some in your genitalia and it's a fierce and ugly looking little creature nested in a way in your ridiculous pale blue wire front so like yeah that's unbelievable that is another joke an unprovoked outburst there <laughs> so like uh, that yeah firstly let's establish but I this. do it's definitely true that your father's Willie's brown when you're no, little. No, it's Willie's brown, baby's Willie's white. When I was little I was uh, about three and I was weeing in the garden oh, and my next door neighbour said does your mummy let you do that? And I said, yes, I've only got a little white willy. My daddy's got a big brown willy. <laughs> Lovely on Father's Day See, there. So there you go. That's it, my voice from my childhood. Is, it, Trevor, is that appalls you? It There's something wrong me. with you. Have you not seen your dad's winky? Yes, I have. What kind of life did you lead, Locke? No wonder he's been dubbed Cocky Locky by his fans. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with my story about my dad, I remember, like, uh, he came to pick me up one Saturday and, like, uh, we went over the, the over the road from the street where I grew up in was this uh, abandoned army barracks and this chalk pit. Dead nice well, over there. He used to take you over there. <laughs> yeah, he said he was going to kill me. No, it's to walk the dog, right? Mind you, that is how murders happen. We went over there to sort of walk, we went over there to walk the dog. I remember, like, he was trying to, you know, I was wearing a sort of a little sort of a bomb a jacket type thing. I think I was probably about I was about two or three foot tall. So how old are you when you're about three foot tall? Five. No idea, mate. No, I've got no idea. Well, I think it's one year for every six inches. One year for six inches. Well, yeah. I must have been around four, five, or six yeah. around People that area. People don't normally have the memory based on their height. Why not? Because you're, you're not aware of your own height when you're no. being yourself. You are because you're aware of what everything else looks like no. from down there. In comparison, yeah. I was about as high as my dad's thigh. And he is about That's as nice he was phrase, would have been six foot <laughs> high as a fire living in the sky. Why? So I was like there with my dad sort of looming over me, and I, I, he was trying to do up my jacket. I remember, and uh, like he, he sort of my dad's, you know, my dad, don't you? Both of you. Yeah. He's like, like he's got all, he's got a lot of energy, and he's yeah. got a forceful sort of a fella. And like he was sort of looming. He hasn't got a West Country accent. <laughs> he has he's got a lot of energy. <laughs> <hasn't> he? <laughs> he's from Dagenham. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's what I make. And I, I don't think my dad's from the West Country. I think that my dad's Justin Lee Collins. <laughs> um, so like he was leaning over me, doing up my, uh, doing up my, sort of like trying to do up my zip. And the zip, you know, sometimes zips are reluctant to Absolutely, be done up. Yeah, it's like, yeah. my, well, like you know, but my dad overly personified that zip, and he was like, going, oh, it, was, it was sort of struggling. I was all little looking up at my dad, like sort of, thinking, oh, he's was a it hero jerking me around. He was like, well, at this stage, he wasn't joking me around. It was just like there was a lot of tension ap applied to the zip. He was going, oh, this zip, oh, like that. and then that's. 
sort of the tension was mounting in him, sort of building up and building up and building up. And you could see, it. and then sort of out, and, like all of a sudden, it was sort of like the tension of trying to do it the zip got too much for him. He went, "Oh, come on, come on! Oh, I'm not going to be beaten by an effing zip." <laughs> like, he viewed the zip as his opponent. <laughs> and I said, "I thought, well, in a way, Dad, the zip has already won. <laughs> it's made you lose your cool. <laughs> the zip has maintained its equanimity throughout this." So he just bellowed in your face as a kid. <laughs> Roared down on me, like because you know my head was between his mouth and the zip. My head became a conduit for that sort of zip rage. Dads were scary when you were little, weren't they? they Other are. people's dads were. I scary. suppose because you think they're going to bludgeon your brains out in fantasidally. No, because of you know atavistically that is a possibility. You know, a lot of mammals kill their you know male Did mammals. Did you think about that young. when you were two foot tall? I was thinking about atavism <laughs> and the predatory nature of the father. He's a rage. He's a no, rage. Yeah. I used to hate it when you went around someone's house and their dad worked nights. Yeah. And there was a and they go oh you can't we've got to be quiet because my dad's in there he works nights and then you'd hear him noise like, something moving in there do not awaken the slumber kraken from yeah. upstairs yeah yeah i remember and then that they'd go my dad's waking up it was terrifying smells yeah. would emerge from behind that door rumbling a man be, yeah, all, like stubble would come out stubble man he works nights my dad used to terrify my sister's friends Oh Christ, Trevor, you've gone too far. It was just a playful item about dads. All of a sudden, we've got another case on our hands. For God's sake, get the BBC lawyers down here. Bill Locke exclusive. Bill Locke, predator man on Father's Day. He's listening. I know. Hello, Bill Locke. Hello, all our dads. Hello, Ron Brand. What's your dad's name, Matt? Bob. Bob Morgan, Bob Morgan, Ron Brand, Bill Locke, they're all out there living their lives, having idiot sons, willy-nilly. For Christ's sake, keep it in your trousers, guys. Uh, what, what's, um, have you got an anecdote about your dad, Trev? Um, well, j just, I remember my sister used to, it was a sort of a traumatic thing. Her friends would come over and stay, and the noises my dad would make. Uh, what, what sort of noises? Well, from his bottom quite a lot. Really? So yeah, he's like father, like son, that tumbles <laughs> through the generations. <laughs> you can bloody talk. The grunting locks. Um, yeah, let's no. not start on your personal habits, Russell. Why would we? I, I'm a gentleman. will open. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> my, that's a menacing. My favourite story about my dad is that he does, um, well, we all used to do voices for our pets. Why, well, cool. who doesn't do that? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, like, don't kill me, don't kill me. Please stop putting those chicken tendons, I'm afraid. You all used to do voices for your pets. Okay, yeah. immediately the story has begun with something ridiculous. Would you agree, Matt? Yep. Did you do, like, all, like, I mean, all right, sometimes you go, I love you, you're a good dog, and but never do you go. Well, that's your own voice. Yeah, that's your own voice. You don't go, oh, thank you very much. How kind of you to say so. I'm just happy to be on the team. Team Lock is the best family there's ever been. So what is it, what is it, I can't really then elaborate. Mate. Well, we had, we had a, a dog called Bessie, and then she had a son called Jacob. <laughs> Jesse begat Jacob, who begat Seth. <laughs> 900 years Seth lived. <laughs> so uh, what would happen was that Bessie would, first of all, Bessie had her own voice and it would be something like that. <laughs> what did she have? She had her own voice. She printed a pamphlet in, above a pub in Hackney, distributed among local anarchists. <laughs> she, she was pretty cross about the death of Blair Peach. <laughs> we used to talk to each other through Bessie, so, you know, Bessie was... Uh, what? They just talk to each other? Yes. Was she a medium? Yes, a bit like that, yeah. So Bessie, when I... Bessie, would you mind telling Daddy to stop farting in front of our friends? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it would be Stop like that. Because <laughs> if, Dad, <laughs> if Dad did a big one, sometimes Bessie would, you know, get woken up and then... <laughs> he used to 
wake the dog up. Yeah, so Blimey. me or Eleanor would do Bessie's voice and go, Oh, Dad, you woke me up. <laughs> oh, my and then, God. <laughs> when I remember when I came home from university the first time, um, Jacob was alive then. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob was it's still a, with us. He was a barrister. <laughs> I remember that stage. He was just doing his exams for the bar. So Dad opened the door mm. and uh, Jacob came running up and then Dad didn't say anything to me, but Jacob did through Dad. So Dad, your dad, instead of addressing you directly, he yeah. doesn't understand. Yeah, so he'd go, oh, hello, Twiff, how are you? He had a, he had a speech impediment, did he? <laughs> <laughs> That's how Jacob spoke. Right. Did um, you all do the same voice? Was there like a roughly? We voice? tried to, we tried to, yeah. But Dad, you have meetings where you really try to <laughs> calibrate the voice. <laughs> Can we just establish what Jacob sounds like? You seem to be doing him like Russ Abbott. You're doing a Brian Blessed thing, and you're doing Malcolm X. Can we all just decide on Jacob's voice? It was an unconscious thing. I think we realised it the first time once when we had some uh, family around, and uh, Bessie used to sit up on her hind legs and. <laughs> I'm surprised beg. there weren't a social worker around, Trev. <laughs> to be absolutely honest with you, distributing the kids to various Doctor Bernardo outlets. <laughs> and she used to Bessie like, went on her hind legs, you say? I like to have a tummy tickle, so she'd go up to people and, and sit up and beg. And, mm. she, and she's only a little Jack Russell, and she went... Who was that the, where you got your neck scarf? Well, so what? <laughs> oh, touch my tummy! Yeah, that's what happened. She she did it to a, a distant relative came round, and, she, and, we, were just, <laughs> and we were sitting round after... Was it an ogre from Cornwall? And they were from, they were from the well-to-do <laughs> part of the family. And uh, I must be ashamed. She didn't notice Bessie had sat up and was begging in front of her. My dad turned to her and just went, yeah, I want my tummy tickled. <laughs> dear, oh dear, team lock. Then what happened then, Trish? Well, she looked at my dad really with a look of puzzlement, really. Or disgust, was it? And then Eleanor had dear. to explain that he was talking about the dog. and He was, he, right, not himself. Did Please any, don't go bill on that. Important family business get done through the pet thing. <laughs> Because it sounds like you're all scared to actually communicate with each other. That's what, exactly what it sounds like. They can't talk to each other. Yeah. Trevor's got in trouble at school. <laughs> Mum and Daddy love each other very much, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes you get urges as a grown-up. Daddy's going to be living in the garden for a while. Don't look at me. Look at Bessie. Bessie's talking. <laughs> look at Bessie now. Ignore the tears trickling down my face. Ignore the spraying saliva as I try to communicate. Lock your family was tragic. Why don't we lose ourselves in animal nitrate and try and forget Trevor's childhood? We're talking, about, we're talking about we're talking about animal nitrates like the noxious gases of Trevor's childhood. Six four zero four six. If you want to send us a text, Russell Six Music at BBC.co.uk. Animal nitrate. Yeah! Dreaming of you! That's the coral. We listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Cocky Trevor Lucky. He kills animals for sport and sort of does a reverse Son of Sam thing on his dog where he does the dog's voice. <laughs> you alright there, Matt Morgan? Yes, very well. We're talking about mistakes and Father's Day. We've all done some funny Father's Day stories, and we? What a laugh we've had. But have you got some, uh, you've got some texts and emails, mate? This is a, from Fergus. <clears throat> I think this is an email. Uh, my mistake was this. <laughs> you think it's an email? It's kind of, of course, something it come out of it. a text, look. It's look, a you can tell long. from the format that it arrives in. Oh, really? We've been doing this show for over a month. Well, I knew it was an email. I was trying okay. to add some mystery. Uh, Fergus says, my mistake was this. I had a bit of an ingrowing toenail, so I chopped the part that of my nail. Sorry, I'm trying to pick through Fergus's words here. Fergus is uh, okay. I, I chopped the part of my nail that was digging in off. I mm. did this by cutting towards my foot down nearly to the base of my Jesus. nail. Job done. But it wasn't because when it grew back, it was cutting deeply into my toe. Like, this is... This is awful this gets story. Worse. At this point, the left side of my right big toe was inflamed very muchly and started to die and go white. Oh. So I cut that dead bit off with a Stanley knife. Who is this maniac? Fergus, Fergus how are you Fergus. living? Fergus. Fergus. 
girls to win surgery on himself. Self-surgery. That was a mistake as the skin grew back as well. And now I have a large bulbous toe thing, which is armoured with a protective dead skin ridge. <laughs> protective <laughs> dead skin ridge. <laughs> it hurts sometimes. It's not too bad until I knock it. Then it bleeds like a fountain that is directly linked to my heart. Nice. Perhaps it is in an Edgar Allan Poe type guilt and morality story. What I like about that is the phrase dead protective skin ridge. It sounds to me a bit like Brokeback Mountain. Protective, yeah. protective dead skin ridge. I went down to protective dead skin ridge. Why can't I quit you, protective dead skin ridge? I reckon he has a sexual relationship. I with still that haven't thing. seen that film. No, it's probably the best. Ma- it's good that you still don't see it because I tell you what, you're floating together, in that direction anyway. The pair of you. <laughs> I think you, that's the, I think you'd see that. You'd have a tent. We'd the next end up day. being cowboys. You'd, buy, you'd be a right couple of little cowboys Look already. He's talking. Look yeah, at him standing up there. What? what? Look at you in your jeans and your little, you know, neckerchief thing. Clothes? And your human clothes? Actually, little nipple can... pointing through. Did you notice, actually, Matthew, that during um, that, uh, perhaps you weren't able to pick out this detail in the, the endless slurry of nonsense that was that story from Trevor's childhood being mentioned that Bessie the dog was a Jack Russell. And you know how he dresses like a Jack Russell yeah. that's recently turned into a man. And it was like a talking a, Jack Russell. A talking Jack Russell. I think you are Bessie the dog, Trevor Locke. I think that you have anthropomorphized. I think you've transmogrified from a dog into a man. He sometimes wears a little blue Jack Russell neckerchief, doesn't yeah, he, Matt? he does. Trevor, don't, forgot, don't do that in the studio. Wait till you get home in front of MySpace. Okay, <laughs> we've got a text message here. It's from Addy. I suspect Trevor might have been a mistake. It's why, he t- <laughs> it's why he takes the lives of animals so freely and gets so defensive about everything. Trev, did your parents mean you to happen? I don't know. I'm not sure. How could they possibly have done? Did Who they, in their right did mind they voice you that? as a baby? <laughs> I think, you know... I think Mummy, did. I was going to bed now. <laughs> Mummy, I don't think I should have been born into this family. I'm the youngest of the litter. Take me back to the pound. <laughs> We've got uh, an email here from, well, it's a mystery email, Fagdoll. Interesting. What? Was, well, it just says Fagdoll. It's the only information I can get Like a doll like made out of cigarettes. I guess so. I mean, uh, hey, guys, you know, use your imagination. It's like a faghag. It's another way of saying faghag. Is it, though? Why no, do you maybe know that's so how much were... about the gay community? I'm a, you know, a, uh, well, I don't have I'm a Because his dad's listening. He's about, there's nothing wrong with Trevor. It's 2006. It's just come out. Be the, say it loud and then say it proud, Trevor. I'm a fag hag. <laughs> you certainly are. I was just putting, this is from Fagdoll. I was just putting some Vicks vapor up on my nose as I have a mild case of the sniffles. Uh, it, like sniffles in its word. It's it, mild. It, it suggested mild, doesn't it? It's a yeah. mild case of sniffles. It's barely it's worth acknowledging. medicating. Yeah, no. <laughs> we better get this sniffles before it goes full blown. A mild case of the sniffles, and I forgot about the re- residue on my fingers and proceeded to rub my eye, resulting oh, in severe agony. Yeah, oh, that would have oh. been awful. Do you know what I hate? In restaurants, when they put um, pepper in a little bowl, yeah. and so- salt and pepper in a little bowl, instead yeah. of having a shaker, so you have to put your hand in the pepper, which is unhygienic. Unhygienic, for a start, and then, particularly if you're eating with Trev. Yeah, and then I put it on your, on your food, and then I rubbed it in my eye once. <laughs> I rubbed it in my eye once. <laughs> what a life you lead. What I like. It's yeah. like reading Hemingway's diaries. <laughs> isn't here, but isn't that stupid? Why it would you need stupid. to touch pepper with your hand? Well, it's nice. It's a lovely, know. earthy feel, isn't it? It, it? it gets you in touch with it's your food. Nice. It's a nice sensation to feel that sort of scrabbly, it's nice. gravelly it's piece nice, of pepper. It's not nice, It's lovely. It's Is a it? sensual delight. Perhaps that's why you were sat there panting yeah. moments ago in pursuit of further sensual... But then everyone touches it. 
It's got it's everyone's got things in it. Yeah, but that's that's a myth anyway. We can't. <laughs> that's oh, a what? myth. Other <laughs> customers are a myth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this talk of other people in the restaurant is largely a myth. It's like the tale of Achilles, for example. How could that actually have happened? Water doesn't protect you from arrows. Everyone knows that. So we've got another uh, email from Luke, who Trevor's taken it upon himself to attack. He started it. This fella started it. How, well, hold on. What do you mean? He drew first blood. You send what? You pull a knife, I'll pull a gun. You send one of mine to the hospital, I'll send one of yours to the morgue. Trevor, this is a man listening to our radio show, a nice man. And here's a text, uh, an email from him. All right, see, friendly opener. All right, he says, today I bought my dad some tomato ketchup, needed some, in brackets. Fair, I mean, like, you know, fair enough. Was it daddy's For ketchup? Father's Day. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't no. specify whether it's a father's no, Day No, that's gift. why he put needed some to, you know. Right, okay. All right, right it goes, Bad right, present. Come on, guys, you know, let me get through this. Today, I bought my dad some tomato ketchup. Notice how I'm just doing a normal standard voice, not trying to really Why don't you it. get through it's it, because you're sucking up to him, isn't it? I'm not sucking up. You're it, sucking up it. to oh, this fella ever since he... You're sucking up to him, man. Bo! For heaven's sake, Trevor, just be yourself, whatever that is. <laughs> me, right, so... Today I bought my dad some tomato ketchup, needed some, medium size, I'm not mental. I also bought my dad an Indian all-mac head, like off Simpsons. He named it Luke in disgrace. I also got him a happy birthday card instead of a Father's Day card. Damn you, Clintons. Other uh, card shops are available. That's from Luke. Right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the people who write them or Russell's reading, but... Well, in this case, it's the people who like, write them, but yeah. Just whenever he reads anything, it's like Tetris with words. Yeah. <laughs> bits, bits of word flying around, not really fitting together. It sounds don't so blame broken. me. It's not some sort of jazz language. I think it's interesting. Come on, Trevor, you read out an email. I've given them all to you. It is one. It is one. <laughs> Oh, this is... Oh, God, it's from him again. No, I can't do that. I've got a Luke one. <laughs> it's from Luke. Read yeah, I don't want to read out his... Matt, you read out... Oh, Here's one from? from Emma. Oh, that's a nasty one again. What? <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> what kind of emails well, are you eliciting? They just want me to do horrible things, don't they? Really? Yeah, no, these are good. We, like... Trevor's challenge. Trevor's got to do a challenge every week. Trevor, I notice you've not had any of your lemons yet. Why is that? Because I was trying... I was hoping you'd forget. Well, we haven't gone. <laughs> Go and get a lemon now and start sucking it. And, and I think you should have to bite into the lemon like it's an apple. Yeah, Trev, like you've been hypnotised by a palm kinner. This Just is, that, that wasn't Bite into a lemon. Do it. Come I'll, on, Trev. Where is the lemon? I, I saw it somewhere. It's only a lemon. Get it, Trev. Go it's and get here. it. Right, he's over there. Look at Trev. He's <laughs> oh, it's over there. A little allotment for him. Well, what's that you've got, Matthew? Um, I think Trevor. This is from Alex. I think Trevor should see how many BBC pencils he can fit into the various orifices of his face. Or I stop there. Orify. Orify. That would be orify, and it would be orifying, wouldn't it? Seeing him all a porcupine, all them pencils coming out his head. Russell, please. <laughs> then you could take a picture and allow the online community to have his pencil-filled head as a background on their computers. Brilliant. We'll do that. Is we'll that from do Luke, that. Is it? That's from Alex. Alex <laughs> wants that. Trevor, have you got your lemon then? Yeah, I've got my lemon here. Right, Trevor. We can confirm. Show me it. That's a lemon. Right, Trevor, you bite into that, that lemon. Show me it. But it's really funny. I was in the newsagent buying the papers to see what scandalous, untrue lies there are about my private life today. Yeah, and then I just, can I just say, when hmm? Russell goes through the papers in the morning, <laughs> he doesn't blink. He just looks like a little rat going for a sack. <laughs> Let's talk about my life. I'm not in this. This isn't me. Ah, oh, here's a disgusting expose of me. Brilliant. <laughs> I look good in that picture. Good. I look, uh, admittedly, it's saying I'm a, a criminal when it comes to my private life. But it, I look, do, uh, he's polishing that lemon now, Trevor is. And anyway, I was in there buying the papers. Right, this is ridiculous. I said, buying the papers. <laughs> and uh, like, I heard Trevor coming behind me. Right, I didn't see Trevor. I just heard. Um, hello, do sell lemons, please. Can I have some lemons? In a news agent who just strolled but in they there. They had them. They did actually. They did oddly have them. Have and that them. shows my commitment and dedication to this show, even though this is going to be quite an unpleasant Bite experience. Bite lemon. 
Right, we'll, we'll co- me and Matt will commentate on it. Trev's got the lemon now. He's got it in his left hand. He's polishing it on his thigh. He's, he's no started to polish. turn it into there an act of onanism, as he always does. Trevor, go, Trevor, go on then, raise it to your face. You then. want me to bite through the pith of this? Just bite, bite through the bus, peel bite of the pith. Off. It's Quite deeply, Trev. And before you do it, say, I'm sorry for everything. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Trev, say, I'm sorry for everything. No, I shan't. Go oh, on. Defiant. Oh, he's biting, little, he's biting right eating. in. Oh, oh, it's all running down his chin. It looks like a sex act. He's proud of himself. He's actually proud of it. How does it feel, Trev? It felt good. <laughs> Once upon a time, you're dressed so him. fine. There you are, biting into a lemon. Fantastic. Okay, let's have some music. Text us on 64046, anything you want now. Russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. Go, Matt. Oh, it's a message to you, Rudy. This is 6 Music. A message to you, Rudy. The special is listening to Russell Brand on 6 Music. What was the message to Rudy? Just stop messing around. I don't know. What's the know. message? I don't know, but I stop messing around. Think about think your future, about your future. Rudy. Yeah, it was also from Rico as well. It wasn't just from the specials. What the message comes from? Rico as well. Look, that, that's where they originated this message. Well, Rico was on the record, wasn't it? it wasn't just the specials. Oh, Rico they couldn't come up with that on their own. Blimey, stop attacking the God. specials. Oh, it was what the trombone. Yeah. Mark Abadou said that. So we've got uh, Mr. G in the studio with us now from uh, BBC Radio Four. He's a Poet, what I know. All right, mate. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm really good today. So, you know, we've been talking about dads and all that sort of stuff and mistakes. We've got some interesting talk about mistakes here. Also, G, right, Trevor's got to do challenges now. What did you think of the lemon challenge? I don't think he bit into the lemon enough. Well, you were like, oh, come on, G, don't be <laughs> stupid. Uh, no, you got to. Why are you, you attacking, got, G? You got to give it the passion. Yeah, come I on. I thought I, that was. I got right through it. Look, I got a lemon out. Again. What was it like? It it, it was. Just horrible, really. It was very bacchanalian to watch Trev do that. Well, you've got to do it with gusto. You can't nibble at a lemon. Bit into it like it was a stag's thigh. Why don't you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Bite it again, Trev. Okay, which Yeah, because I missed it. I just came in late. Chomp the whole thing up in your mouth. Chomp it up in your mouth. It's dripping over my lid. It's the Roman god of revelation. Does lemon stain? No, it doesn't. It gets rid of stains. Yeah, it's good for stains. Probably get rid of some of those stains on your character, Trev, from the way you. Treat my space and the way you treated this, your this, family pets as a kid. This time, do say I'm very sorry for everything. Say I'm sorry for everything, then bite right into it, Trevor. Yeah, I've got nothing to apologise <laughs> for. You've got, uh, Trevor, try telling that to the. If you went and said that in a pet cemetery anywhere in England, <laughs> you'd be stoned. Right, come on. Take a big bite into that. Come I'm on. sorry for everything. I'm not sorry for anything. And Crikey. I would do it again if I had my time over. Like I'd probably be shallow as a punishment. Whoa! It was magnificent to watch that. Incredible. I, I hope that the webcam Don't call that Trevor, swallow that down your dirty gullet. That was uh, incredible. That was like a little fountain, wasn't it? I bet that's <laughs> quite invigorating at this time of the morning. Probably, Probably perhaps we should all have a go. Well, yeah. should we should all keep with Trevor. This is the way to kick off Sunday mornings. A blast of vitamin C. Really Are you happy is. with that, G? I'm very happy. Yeah. Citrus and proud. <laughs> boasting. Trevor. Get you into a gang, you Trevor. Happy with that, G? Yeah. It's not like you've just whacked your first mark as a member of the mob. It's not Cosa Nostra. I've done mine. You do yours. It's not like the craze. You ain't just killed George Cornell. Mate, have you ever been into a He's a made man. He's a made man. Now you're one of us. Matthew, read out that thing from Luke, who Trev's been uh, deriding all day. I hope it was Luke that sent the lemon. Is this the same Luke, though? Yeah, Yeah, every day he comes in with something. Dear people, one day during the week, ask Trevor to have one final wee. Then see how long he can go without having to go to wee. See if he can go past 12 hours. Russell, you could race him. See if you can last longer. Luke. 
Mm, I mean, I don't think I should have to race him because I've got enough on my plate, but Trevor, he should definitely have to do that. I think he should wear a pair of rubber pants full of lemon juice <laughs> <laughs> while he's doing that. This is silly, yeah. <laughs> it's not silly, Trevor. It's silly. It's a bit of fun. Okay, well, let's get Luke on there. We'll have a little chat to Luke later. Oh, gee, you've brought us a World Cup theme poem. Let's have a listen to that, and we're going to listen to a trail for a Tom Robinson show. But first, let's have a, a poem from G. Okay, this is a World Cup poem, and it's called 90 Minutes in the Drama. I grew up hearing the stories of George Best's former glories and watched my uncle contest with a fury over Maradona's finesse and Pele scoring. I remember when Bobby Moore had passed away and an old man showed me his 1964 game program before he'd say that the closest thing he ever saw to the promised land was the awe of watching the magic of the great man every time that he played. And from the tears that were glistening in his eyes, as they reappeared, they made me wistfully realize that there's so much more to this beautiful game than just the money and the prize. So much more than the endless scandals that are ran to quickly fill headlines. So much more than the designer sandals picked by footballers' wives. I've seen Roger Miller's left kick uplift an African nation's pride. And Paul Gascoigne perform skillful tricks to make grown men embrace and even cry. You can't deny the passion of the charm that brings its charm into our lives. Sometimes 90 minutes in the drama is all you need to feel alive. Yeah,是吧？Patrick，now，six，music，keeping，it，cultural，good，work，keeping，it，real，battle。啊，哦，yeah，that's good，I thought，I like，that，nice，good，historical，references，to，it，capturing，the，finesse，and，beauty，of，
good looking. Are I they? Well, they're going to be in it. It's three of them. It's three of us. Gee, I'm sorry, mate. You're not a regular <laughs> member of the cast. Okay, this is 2006 and forever. Right, so, okay, let's go into this trail for Tom Robinson. Later on, we've got the Perpini sisters. We'll have a chat with Noel Gallagher on the phone. Hi, Noel and Sarah, if you're listening to Ibiza. Gee, you've got to pop off and do something for charity. Pop off is not a euphemism for raspberry. Let's listen to this trail. Then we'll have talk, talk, dirty, pretty things coming up as well. Okay, so music, yeah. That's Buddy, Holly, Bo Diddley, Russell Brand. That weren't the, that weren't the version that we meant, was it? No, it's your version. You wanted another version. There's an out. electric version of that, which is really good. But that sounds like <laughs> <laughs> it's brought above down, like man. Someone kicking a dustbin in the background. <laughs> yeah, well. I'd like it if someone were kicking a dustbin and that Big Bopper was just propped up in there, all pale. They Why not? All died together, didn't they? They all died. Richie Vance. And Richard has a 17. Oh, no shame, really. Still, we've got to move on. Here's uh, Hello, Russell. Trevor has trapped my brother on that MySpace thing. Should I let him on the computer and allow communication between the two of them? That's from Stephen. Trevor, what have you done? Who's his brother? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's his brother? Who is it? How many brothers who's have you got brother? in there? Can you bring that mic down? Is that mic up, Matthew? It's, it's down. It's down, don't worry. My sister's boyfriend, well, this is a mistake, like a, the topic of mistakes, I'm not about to read out something from Al-Qaeda. My sister's boyfriend was chopping chilies in the kitchen, then didn't wash his hands before indulging in a spot of foreplay. Ow, oh. Claire, why are you having it off for your sister's boyfriend? Saucy girl. I once made the mistake of drunkenly offering my friend's sister what I wanted to believe was her first kiss on her 16th birthday. Following this salacious act, I was forced to endure a succession of increasingly filthy propositions from the clearly less than innocent teenager for the rest and three years of stinging contempt from her morally wounded brother, which I felt was somewhat unfair as I had the best of intentions, really. Yeah, but why, did it, why is that a problem? What do you he mean? asked her, do you want to kiss? And, she, and then she was up for much more. And there he's complaining. Because of the brother? He's uh, ruined his relationship with the brother, uh, okay. Matthew. Never kiss a brother's sister. Never do that, Trev. No. That means anyone with siblings, they're off the menu. Yeah. We've got, this is from Philippa. I had two pet gerbils when I was about four foot tall. Good, see, that's it. See, that is how people relate to the past. I think your insanity should be reflected by the rest of the nation now. <laughs> Why not? It'll be a lovely world. I st right, so she's got two gerbils. I stepped on one of them when it was loose on the staircase, which it should, in my view never should have been. Should You've got to cage gerbils. They can't just be let Or at least loose. put them in a, a sort of see-through football. Put them in there, Trev. Or, or perhaps, Trev, drown them in an aquarium, <laughs> like you used to with rodents when you were a child. Uh, it was a terrible mistake to leave that thing on the uh, staircase. I didn't mean to kill it. You may remember my email last week. I even christened them, christened them gerbils. Tinkerbell was her name. My cat speaks in a Russian accent. Cool. They sound like Bond villains, which nice. is a little unnatural. Trevor, that is not cool. See, I was all right to have your madness reflected. It shouldn't be his madness shouldn't be reflected by the nation either, should it, Matt? Look at me like your child. Mum, mum, he's <laughs> Trevor. Trevor, he's infecting people tonight. Cyril's near. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd reference the raccoons, a cartoon from about 20 years ago. It's not that long ago. I had an unfortunate incident last night, so this better be a good show, because I've had very little sleep. Is this still the same email? I've switched off. <laughs> well, look, all right, it's about gerbils. Thank you, Philippa. Trevor's challenge for the whole show. He can't use any letter, any word containing the letter E. That's from Matt Whitby. I don't think he should ever speak again. Here's the challenge for Trevor. Make him lick a battery. A 9-volt one would be good. Make him stick it to his tongue. Addy. Addy dislikes you, Trevor, and I can understand why. Probably because you kill animals and you're pompous Did and you smug that at school not that no. anyone should ever do that never lick licking a nine volt battery. i don't understand what, what, what just tingles what, on the tongue okay. yeah it's only nine volts it's not gonna hurt you so it's just a little buzz okay let's get him some. it's not a buzz he was no. happy to smoke anodine through a little self-manufactured yeah, crack said, pipe yeah, about um you should be made to snort 
um, milk what? powder. <laughs> you should be. It's funny things people have powder. come out. Go you on, should Matt. go naked on a roller coaster. Could do that. I, I just don't think anyone who runs a, a roller coaster would let anyone, especially him, be naked on it. No way. This is um, traction for the young. Let's have a look. Uh, Matthew, what are you doing? Dress up as little Lord Fauntleroy, which he does anyway. Does that anyway. And go moshing and crowd surfing at a gig. Well, that, that. as soon as he's never been to a music festival, he should do go that. to something like that. Yeah, do something like that, Trevor. Instead of dressing up as little Lord Fauntleroy and going to Harvest Festival, <laughs> smoking anodine off a of foil. Trevor in a nappy having to suck milk from a fake boob. <laughs> Why I'd a like fake boob? Let's get him a. What about? Mm. Oh, this is Luke. <laughs> so Luke's got loads of them. Luke's got loads of suggestions. Let's get Luke on the phone. I'm going to get him. I'll tell you what. I just, just want it. He's got previous. Read out some of the nasty. He's got previous. He's got previous. Listen to You're this. Not a rumble of the Bailey this. trip. This horrible thing. This is screwed up. Yeah, okay. exactly. Luke. I Thank like you, Luke. Man. Cut a smidgen of hair from Russell's head, then get Trevor to eat it. <laughs> yeah, we can do that now. Trevor, get some scissors. Sniff powdered milk. Walk in a park, make Trevor spit on a person's dog, and then run away. <laughs> That's a great one. It's not a great Trevor one. Trevor would Don't be voicing it. a dog. Trevor would spit and go, Oh, why didn't you spit on my back? Give me a cuddle. Make it all better. If you got to spit on me, use it now to lubricate me. That's the kind of thing. Hey, I could have meant lubricate any part of its body like its nose. Okay, let's listen to Burma. Dirty pretty things, and then we're going to get Luke up on the line. He must be still listening, mustn't he? Let's get Luke up. We'll talk to Noel later. We've got the uh, Panini sisters coming in here. Although they're quivering, terrified in that corridor now. <laughs> no. Trevor's been sat-cliffing all around them. Okay, let's listen can, to Burma. Can they hear the radio in that corridor? No, they've gone. They've left. They've Trevor's left. frightened what, them. They've gone? They they've said gone. Yeah. Why? He was looming at me. He was on all fours, what snuffling around his thighs. Have they gone? They have gone, yes. Why? They've gone to get a cup of Trevor coffee. Trevor tried oh, to right. do... Well, that was gone, the reason. Matt, Trevor went out there and goes, I'd like to do the voices of your boobies. Hello, <laughs> Trevor! He was saying things like that. It upsets people. It doesn't. They thought it was a joke. Let's Hang listen. on. So they haven't gone. They're coming back. Apparently. They've popped off for a cup of tea and to calm themselves down, I would okay. think, after Trevor's assault. Let's listen to DPT. DPT, baby! Burma, 30 pretty things. You listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. We bumped into Dids and Gary the other night, didn't we, Trev? We did, yeah. Went to some party. Oh, yeah, and there's lies about that party. Right, you remember that party? Yeah. We went to the other night. Right, listen, have a quick listen to this. I've come off mic for a moment, so I'll speak a little bit louder. Me and Trev went to a party. It was, uh, I think, for a play in London that Juliet Lewis is in, right? And I behaved in an innocuous and innocent way at the party. You were a perfect gentleman, Russell. Perfect gentleman, one of that. And you I was were. talking only to you, Dids and Gary, yeah. most of the time. And, uh, did his wife Anna right and then listen to this in uh, yesterday's star Russell's gobsmacked big mouth brand meets his match Randy Russell brand right now what deny the, that what That's an unbelievable. adjective Randy That's a fun, I'd like to do they That's even good. know you I, I, sometimes, Trevor, I question whether the hush-hush girls from the star what they called the goss Lee Purvis Amy Watson Charlie Morgan they look like a nice bunch of girls, you know, sort of like Dixie chicks with dinkles. <laughs> Dinkle chicks. No, they're nice girls, I'm sure. Randy Russell Brand got into big got into big bother with posh Tamara Beckwith. The night culminated in her threatening him to punch him in his big mouth. Never ever met Tamara Beckwith. Was she there? Was she even there? Wasn't there when I got there, never saw her, never met her in my whole life. Never met her in my whole life. The night culminated with her threatening to punch her threatening to punch him in the gob. The big brother's big mouth presenter has a penchant for posh. Blondes haven't got a poncho for posh blondes. He's got a poncho that he sometimes asks them to wear. Uh, only when it's raining, Trev, yeah, or if right. there's other effluvia flying about. Yeah. 
He's, so his mojo went into overdrive when he saw the plum-voiced fox. The plum-voiced fox. That sounds like someone from a Beatrix Potter tale. <laughs> I'm the plum-voiced fox and I'm in your vegetable patch. <laughs> I would like to meet a plum-voiced fox. Imagine it. He's wearing waistcoat and like really tight little pixie boots straight around kicking a turnip. There's a morality tale for us. All of us here. Move on from the fox. Right. Uh, this happened at London. Move on from the fox. Step away from the fox, Russell. The fox thing's been drained. This occurred at London's achingly trendy opium club. Oh, <laughs> it was achingly trendy. Oh, it ached. Oh. I've met the owner. He seemed like a nice fella. The big-haired pixie, that's me, started his woo-a-thon. That's not a bad bit of journalism, really. By asking if he could borrow sexy Tamara's eyeliner. Never even met her. Didn't do that. Well, Never how, happened. How can they... Does this make you angry or confused? Just confuses me because if you're going to like in that um, that st that novel, the curious incident of the dog on the, and the night time, he says it's a curious. Have to you tell read it? Yes, I have. Honestly, I have. It's one of the few books I've actually read, not just read a, um, oh, a GCSE notes on it. <laughs> right, he goes like it goes. He says. Um, goes right he, the, the kid in it is autistic the protagonist of the story is autistic and he says he could never tell a lie because if you start telling lies then it's an endless limitless world of lies that you could enter into a torrent if you're going to say oh sorry i was five minutes late there was a problem on the bus why would you not then say there are rhinoceroses charging down the street and out of the plug sockets eels are emerging because it's not as believable <laughs> i suppose it's, it's less believable point. than a bus time table. <laughs> but to the mind of the protagonist matthew these store these problems are indifferent and irrelevant so anyway, sort of like, you know, if you're going to tell a lie that I'm borrowing to her eyeliner, why not say that I said, can I live in your handbag? I'd like to eat your bogeys. <laughs> Jimmy Savile lives in my armpit. But she looked like she'd rather blacken his eyes with her fists. So he backed off. I suppose the lie is because I do wear eyeliner sometimes and it leads you into that blacken his eyes with fists. So that, I suppose, is Absolutely. why that good lies So this is just a piece of creative writing. Creative writing. Been, it's a children's bedtime story. I think what might have happened is Tamara Beckwith's been out of the papers for years. Yep. Yeah. Some of her people phoned up and went, oh, Russell Brand, because you've been in the papers a lot, tried it on with her and then they've added details. There's, but never they, met, there's not added details. I've never met her. No, I know, but they've added details. They've added they've details added to detail. what the press person her press agent her press them. agent what are you wheezing like Sid James for <laughs> wheezing at all press agent's coming I like it. you've got to talk like that till you're 33 I the like age it. that Jesus died at so okay that's so, never been proved <laughs> I've never met Tamara Beckwith so this is all mad our man with the hairspray that's me again said it was clear she wasn't interested from the off she just wanted to have a good night out with her teenage daughter Anushka and she said the eyeliner opener was the worst chat line she'd ever heard never happened she might not be involved in this the you know the um, goss girls could be making it up what if it's um someone who, like lawrence Llewellyn bowen or that man oh right you think yeah, it could have been I lawrence Llewellyn it, yeah. bowen david dickinson could have been antiques expert david dickinson one of my numerous tv or one of those other justin lee collins people one yeah, of the people yeah. that live in my genre it could have been any one of them justin lee collins happily married got a baby the he bloke out of the darkness bloke out of the darkness went up to tomorrow i've got this you know that like, i've got that fan site of which i'm immensely proud um yeah, run she likes him as well doesn't she yeah she yeah it's uh, run by jenny may lovely yeah. girl in ireland right i'd like so i was really proud to have this website and i like uh, she put me on myspace right and i sort of know she put me as quite rightly she put herself as one of my friends right and used to somewhat less advisedly because now it means that i'm a essentially in a paedophile ring that's a joke i'm mucking about okay so i clicked on her mice but that's a joke i clicked on her mice so i mean obviously paedophiles are disgusting yeah so i clicked on jenny may's um page right and oh, the person i'm proud to have run my website covered in photos not mo most like there's a few photos of me but her page is dominated by photos of 
bloody Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. She loves Justin Hawkins. She loves him more than me. Right? (laughs) So it's obviously that she likes a particular type of man, which apparently is a genre that I belong to. Do you remember we walked? It's happened twice actually. We walked down the street with him, and someone goes, "It's you in it." And he goes, "Yes, it's me." It's me, my good man. Would you like an autograph? Yeah, we would. You're from the darkness, aren't you? You're from the darkness. I'm, you know, spiritually yes, but in terms of a band, I'm really not. So uh, yeah, that's hurtful. But I love Jenny, Jenny mate. So uh, where's it go? She just wanted to have a good night out of her daughter. The eyeliner thing was the worst thing she's ever heard. A few moments later, the brandmeister was back with his. At least pals. they're friendly. They're saying, "Oh boy, with the hairspray, the brandmeister." Yeah, it's but I don't like... want to be a brandmeister. No, not at all. A not a big hair pixie. Nice. That's not nice. That's what's like that out of Toyland. There's another really weird thing it says about. Oh, well, let's you, keep going. In her, you shook your elfin bottom in her mush. It's, or coming, it's coming up. But a few moments later, the brandmaster was back with his pals. They cajoled him into giving Tamara another dose of his Casanova impersonation. The reformed, in quotation marks, sex addict, I'm not a sex addict, offered to buy her a cocktail, but she snapped that she already had a drink and promptly legged it away from him onto the dance floor. However, Russ is made of sterner stuff, so he boogied towards her. Right now, anyone who knows me. You don't boogie in public. I would not boogie. The only place I boogie. Is in this radio in this studio, and you certainly Matt wouldn't use Trent. it as a method of transport. Never would I use a boogie as a way to motivate myself across any space. I would not traverse using a boogie. I don't have enough confidence in no. my boogie in to think, right? And now for a boogie, then tomorrow <laughs> will be mine. I would die of shame rather than boogie across so the dance floor. I really think I might one day. So. And it was at this point he started wiggling his elfin bum in Tamara's horrified mush. That's how tall do you think you are? Yeah. She's going to be sitting down. I'm 12 foot nine, you know. She's probably quite a tall woman. I'm Robert Wardlow. No, Look at she, my elfin if you, bum. If you go with the imagery, the literal imagery that they're using. There's she, no literal imagery. She, she's not a fox. by Tolkien. You're a pixie. With mm. an elfin bottom, and she's a slinky fox. So if she's down on all fours, her face would be a How pixie bottom. How consistent is this analogy meant to be before we get into the realms of bestiality, Trevor? <laughs> By this point, gorgeous Tamara had lost patience. She snapped at Brand. You're the one with the big mouth, aren't you? But like, but no, but this didn't happen. Thrilled that she'd finally acknowledged his famous self, <laughs> Russell nodded enthusiastically. Yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. Nodding enthusiastically. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to just yeah, do yeah, a normal yeah, yeah. nod. Here goes with the nodding. <laughs> Get ready for a nod party. Everyone's invited. Vertebrae, do your crazy thing. <laughs> She continued, well, if you don't leave me alone, you'll get a smack in it. Made up, just for if a joke. she'd say that. Oh. Is it, uh, yeah. Poor Russell was horrified to be spurned in front of his jeering pals. That's you two. That's the only time there's a brush with truth in this entire article. I wasn't even there. That my pals are jeering. But had you been, Matt, whether I'd done that or not, you'd probably be sat to... somewhere jeering. I do jeer at you. You do jeer. You're jeering now, even on the subject of jeering. <laughs> Trevor was there. He weren't jeering. I would, I would have been cheering. Jeer if you'd done anything like that, I'd have been cheering. So they've got I'd the place right. They know that you're... The place is right, right and I okay. went to that place. But we got there. Me and Trev got there dead late. And like there was hardly anyone there except um, Gary and Dids and a few other people. Poor Russell was horrified to be spurned in front of his jeering pals. He really has to go back to Brand Towers on his lonesome, my humble one-bedroom garden flat. Little Russell has had the Little. pleasures... 
I think it means my, yeah, I think it's referring oh, to my, oh, I see. frankly, normal-sized penis. No, but it's littler than you. Well, <laughs> it really should be as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose anatomically, it is smaller than me. Little Russell has had the pleasure of a galaxy of celebrities, and then it lists some of them. Add to these a host of prostitutes. <laughs> a host of prostitutes. And now for the host of prostitutes. You know, when I was a drug addict, I made some terrible mistakes, didn't I, Matt? But we've apologised yeah. for those. I was under the that drug bread. Like I weren't sort of to blame. Can line of yeah. People. Come on, girls, put down your crack pipes and your tins of kestrel and get into the boudoir. Poor things. Okay, so add to those a host of prostitutes, pals, and distant relatives. Just an outrage. Ex-lovers of distant relatives. Well, it seems that he's suggesting that I have it off with my family. <laughs> I don't know. Is that libelous? <laughs> I don't know. Let's look into that. The mortified fop laughed off his failure, saying, I'm a sexy wild man. Never <laughs> said you're, you're it. You're always saying that. I've, I've never heard papers. Right, that's come up in a few of... articles. Yeah, but have you ever heard? Come no. on, you know. You do that. say that when you answer the phone. Hello, hello, Russell Brand, sexy wild man. <laughs> How can I help you? Grace Brothers. Hello, Brand Towers. Would you like to speak to the sexy wild man? <laughs> Press one for sexy wild man. Press two for insecure real Russell. <laughs> so, uh, okay. She didn't want... She didn't have to see my winky if she didn't want to. What am I saying this to? I hope my bachelor ring, David Walliams, Beppe and Callum Best don't hear about this. Have Too you late ever met it. any of them? Oh, Walliams, you know. No, you? David and Callum Best once came on the show. But like, it's because on, on the Big Brother programme that I do, I, I jokingly refer to, oh, right, I was out with the guys last night, I was out with Gaffney and Beppe, mocking the idea of, of, of that kind of laddom. Though those guys are, are fabulous, I'm sure, I don't know them. And like, you know, it's not, they take, that's not real. None of this stuff is real. It's bonkers. It's crazy. You can't believe what you're reading the papers. Now, all that while Luke's been on the line, are you still there, Luke? Yeah, well, I'm still there. You sound like you've been battered into submission. It's broken your spirit, that, hasn't it? Listening to that, like some sort of audio water torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's been happening. So, Luke, what, like, what do you think of Trevor Locke's near constant ridicule of you? Well, I don't, I don't know why I do with it, because um, speaking to him on MySpace and that, You've spoken to him on MySpace. You've been yeah. lured into that web pervert's lair, have you? Yeah. The moment I mentioned Katie Mellor, he was all on me. Katie like, Mellor? Oh, what do you know about Katie Mellor? And that. I was, like, was he? He was on this you man for that. gave me a fact file on how to get hold of Katie Mellor. It was scary. Well, it was spooky. You... Was it a fact file, Luke? I just... I just copy and paste on her website. Right, okay. From her website. It was yeah. a dossier of how to get in touch with her. A dossier? A Luke, I think that you, you're a victim in this. Another one of Trevor Locke's victims. Um, I, I, you've come up with some brilliant suggestions for Trevor. Which one of your suggestions for Trev's challenge would you most like to see carried out, Luke? Um, so no, some of them a bit outlandish. I mean, was uh, it you that suggested the lemon thing? Because he went about that with Gusto. I didn't suggest the lemon thing. That was someone else. Well, that's a shame. I but, quite like the eating some of Russell's hair. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good idea. Because we could do, do that. that. We've we could do that scissors. now. Have we got that's some a weird pagan ritual. There's some sort of witchcraft underneath Listen, that. Well, let's do some voodoo, man. I'm not eating your hair. Trevor, it's only a little bit. Don't I make doing fuss. That. It might have an effect God, on me. Trevor, you're so difficult to work with. I might start meeting ex-models in dark, dingy nightclubs. I don't see how that's going to happen, Trevor, the way you live your life. You're quite aspirin, but you won't eat a bit of hair. Yeah, Trev, you're all, you're happy to get a hit the pipe. That was young. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, 
Um, Charlotte, can you bring us some scissors in, love? I'll smoke it. I won't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'll have smoke it okay. hair would be disgusting. You can't smoke in the BBC, Trev. It's not legal. It's not on, mate, either. You suggest it. Hold I on, can't look. just getting... eat hair. Put it, at least put it put in some, a brew. I know what. We'll put, put it in some water. lemon juice on it. Put some lemon juice on it. Let's let's make it into a soup. Let's put some frog's legs in it. Let's, you know, get up a little What's bit. What's wrong with you? Let's voice those frogs. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's give those frogs personality so it's more pleasure when you kill them. Look, where does this come from, eating someone's hair? There must be some sort What's of... generated that, I'm just trying to think of weird things which you could do in that. Um, I liked my, um, the one you actually do karaoke on air to Noel. What about that one? What was that one? Uh, what he's got to do to Noel? Oh, yeah, I've got to sing a bit of Oasis karaoke. Yeah, that's good. All right, we'll get, yeah, that's good. We'll get Find Noel on the phone later. That'll get him all embarrassed. Yeah, that'll embarrass him. Which, which song? Um, I reckon it should be Live Forever, because that's got quite a lot of high notes. Yeah. Or maybe it should be saying that Noel did vocals on. Yeah. What should we, like, say, so what did, we don't know, which uh, one does Noel do? It, um, champagne Supernova. Champagne Supernova, is yeah. that Noel? One, what, one so Trevor clearly. just phones up Noel yeah. without saying he's on air, but Noel might swear, yeah. and then just goes, oh, all right, now it's Trevor. I just wanted you Listen to, to this, and then start singing. <laughs> Come on, Trevor, have a little practice. Uh, what's an Oasis song, then? Uh, Don't look back in anger. <clears throat> How does that go? So sad is away. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. It is going by. Yeah. Okay, I'll get my guitars downstairs. I'll get it. I'll no, do just it. do it now. Why is it downstairs? Why, Why is it always guitar? quite Charlotte, near? bring us those scissors, darling. Uh, there she comes. Charlotte's got the scissors. That's fantastic. Right, so Trev, you practice your song. Step inside the eye of your mind. Don't you know you might find. Don't do a silly voice to cover up your bad singing. I'm <laughs> good singing. You'll hear my singing later. I'm a good singer. On Trevor, I'm a singer. Why are you doing that then? All right, Trev. Right, so we are going to do that. Look, that's a good suggestion. And I'm even now, this is the sound of me cutting a little bit of my hair off. Off right. your head, the hair off your head. No way, Trev, no one specified. Come over here. I'm not putting that in my mouth. It is from your it is from his head. It is from my head. It's a crazy joke. <laughs> it's, it's pure, but it's kind of fun too. Come on, Trev, come over here and put it in your mouth. No! You bring it over. Oh, no, yeah, that's you... disgusting. You eat some of mine. Something off my no, body wait. then. Right, I'm going around to Trevor's mouth. No, I'm not now. doing this. This is abuse. Trevor, Put it on his mouth. Get it in there. Look, he's all clammed his little gob up, but we're prizing it open like a crab. He's going oh. behind his incisors there. Rub it on your gums. Right, he's got it in his mouth. He's got to swallow it. <clears throat> swallow it, Trevor! <clears throat> the, the most disgusting thing was that your fingers went in my mouth, and I know where they've been all morning. <laughs> we'll tell you more about that oh, later. That's horrible. Let's have some smashing pumpkins, Luke. Thanks for your contribution, mate. Stay in touch with the show. We appreciate you, even if Trevor Locke doesn't. Smashing pumpkins. Alright, thanks a lot. Take it easy, Luke. Bye, mate. See ya. Bye. Go on, then. Put a record on. Put a record it's on, Matthew. On. Oh, for God's it sake. On. It is on. It's got a slow, quiet thing. Six music. She moves in her own way, I think that is. By the kooks, is it? She moves in her own way. Yeah, I think she's bopping from one leg to another. To I one. think she perambulates like a loon, that girl. This is Russell Brand on Six Music. That was the kooks. Trevor, why are you looking like that? Perambulates Been like a loon. Been sucking a lemon. <laughs> Thank God I had that lemon after you put your dirty little fingers in my mouth. What's wrong with my fingers? Well, they've been up your nose, they've been down your pants, they've been touching your nipples, Russell and scratching your arms constantly. I don't pick it constantly. I do it sometimes, occasionally. Here, we've got, we've got to find a, a challenge for Trevor. We've been talking to his uh, lust icons, the Papini sisters out there. Uh, they've not come up with a suggestion yet, but uh, Taylor, young Taylor, she's uh, Mike, one of the producers' daughters. Hello, Taylor! She's out there. She wants She's waving, bless her. She's such a beautiful girl. Trevor, she wants Trevor to eat a pound of Brussels sprouts. Is that enough for kilo? She's just a pound of Brussels sprouts. Yeah, she wants, and I don't think they can be cooked or anything or Thank chewed. You, Thanks I, for think that. You've, I think you've got to swallow them. Cooked or chewed. <laughs> they can't be cooked or chewed. Just gobble them down, Trevor, like pellets. Um, we've got some other suggestions here. 
Trev's challenge is to stop writing randy letters under a lady's name, dripping in manlust for Russell to the Guardian magazine and take his warped stalking elsewhere. Is this what's going on, Trev? I am writing love letters to you via the Guardian magazine. Yeah, I've been well, found out. Ask me directly. What on earth you is that about? Who says? Who was that from? I, uh, I don't know. This is Luke's probably. This is from Aaron in Hawley. I am. Listen to this. I am pleased the lemon one went well. Sounds already oh, well, like uh, the, yeah. like Die Hard. Well, As I was going to St Ives. Hello, John. Hello, I'm glad Trevor. the lemon thing went well. Matt, read that out in that voice. That's perfect. Well, give it to me then. I'm sorry. Using your arm. <laughs> I'm pleased the lemon one went well. However, I feel last week I should have specified that the lemon should have been sour with the intent to cause bleeding gums. <laughs> <laughs> the next challenge for Trevor, I think, should be to see how long he can keep a small bird, perhaps a baby cuckoo or robin, in his mouth for. Yeah, Trev, get a cuckoo in your goblock. <laughs> Complained about my hair. Aaron. Aaron. No me as Aaron, my dokcha, for it is my name. That's a good suggestion, Aaron, but it might be cruel to the bird. But what he could do is put sort of A bird, dead bird in dead his bird. mouth. Dead bird. It's already dead <laughs> anyway. Yeah, they're easy to find. They are. They're everywhere. Take another bite of lemon. You're supposed to be doing it throughout the show, Trev. I like this lemon now. After I've had your fingers on there, I think it's just, this is a tasty little morsel. It's a treat for me. <laughs> it's actually He's tucking in here. He yeah, actually nice. likes I've it. I've had his fingers in my mouth. Animal. It's disgusting. It yeah. wasn't disgusting. It was disgusting. Trevor, you're supposed to be my friend. Can you not make yeah, me out? Yeah, no one wants. <laughs> I am your like friend, and I've, you know, I love fingers. you dearly. But exactly, your it's fingers disgusting. are not my friends. <laughs> no, no, no. My fingers are everybody's no, friends. They're not. They're not. They surely are. Russell, great feature on you in the Observer. Oh, why not have a look at that? It is rather nice. Who was that from? Rebecca. Thank you, darling. Um, Who doesn't exist? <laughs> Rebecca there from the recesses of my ego. <laughs> that was a genuine message. I think that you should only be uh, Trevor should only be allowed to speak if what you're saying are lyrics from a song in a musical. Curtis Lester, good suggestion, mate. I likes it. Okay, Trevor to sit with his pants full of ice cubes. He's a freak and needs help. Andy <laughs> Wiltshire. Thank you, Andy. Russ, every Every time Trev says something stupid, pull one nasal hair out. <laughs> Two, if it's really stupid. Yeah, one of your Dale. nasal hairs. Of Trevor. Yeah, no, one of Russell's. That's what he meant. Russell, you may have a doppelganger that's going around using your image to pull sleazy kiss and tells. I've often suspected this, actually. Someone, there's someone who looks exactly like me going out there behaving in an implausibly chauvinistic fashion. Yeah, Do you remember when you said, without irony, what's feeding this rumour mill? Why are people saying that I'm sleeping with all these women? Where is it coming from, Matthew? Where? Also, these stories about me being a megalomaniacal tyrant, where are they coming from as well? What is the source of this madness? Should we have some music then. Oh, I thought we were going to do the uh, Sonic and Eggman. Oh, all right. There's no, oh, no, let's, we'll do, do that in a minute. That's, we, we've been going on for ages. So we've done, we'll send us some more emails and texts and that if you wanna. I can and, hear uh, Trevor eating a lemon in my ear. He's just, oh, eat, he's just weird, eating it, it now. That's my challenge. From his own volition. When I, when I do the challenge, he's not going to get nice. into it. It's really really nice. Get into the challenge. In a minute, you'll be gleefully plucking your nasal hairs out. Well, I think he should be made to suck a bus driver's thumb. It's the bus driver's thumb challenge. I'd suck a bus driver's thumb i like that is that a euphemism for something no, no. not in our mind Trevor, but in your world it's probably some nub found on an undercarriage you can text us on 64046 or you can email us at russell.6music at bbc.co.uk rockaway beach the ramones is that what's happening now it looks like it doesn't let's it? do it baby what? let's go crazy <laughs>
Ramones, Rockaway Beach, listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. It's a time of the show that we've all come to fear and loathe. Why it's time for Trevor's Sonic Enigma, as he calls it, or me and Matt know it only as Trevor Don't Noise and stuff like that. Okay, Trevor, did you make a trail for it this week? I did, yes. Well, let's hear the trail I'm before proud you... of it. Uh, fairly reasonably proud of it, yeah. Let's hear it then. Have a listen. Yeah. It's Trevor's Sonic Enigma. It's Trevor's Sonic Enigma. Wheeling out the Elvis impression. It's Trevor's Sonic Enigma. I think it's still going on. Continues, you self-indulge. Must do some shopping. Trevor! Trevor! That's gonna be a catchy jingle. It's like it's been sent in by Enigma. You're all singing it. What can I say? What can I say? All the kids will be. They'll have chicken's feet soon. That is a sticker. singing that song. They'll be strumming away with their chicken's feet, tormenting their sisters, drowning their pets, giving their dogs voices. Trevor locks a phenomenon. It's a catchy little number. What can I say? I tell you, Trevor, the only Elvis impression I want to see from you is you straining yourself into an early death on a lavvy. That's all I want, Lockie. Okay, so why don't you explain for the benefit of our listeners what the Sonic Enigma is? Right, I make uh, an enigma out of sounds. What about Matt? Matt, <laughs> wasn't it like, earlier in the week? Trevor, who, yeah, was, who, who were was we with? It? We was with uh, our Adam. new producer, Adam, and Trevor, Trevor, like, we were talking about the radio show and the way we want the show to be, and Trevor, Trevor went like, he goes, yeah, I've got this thing, I've got this uh, enigma, yeah, this enigma that I do, so, you know. We've... I've got to stay behind to work on my enigma. Yeah, he's talking about the enigma as if he's like he's invented some sort of doomsday machine, hasn't he? <laughs> I've got the enigma, of course. The eni- with the enigma comes great responsibility. It's just some lousy competition, Trevor. It's not a real thing. It's not really an enigma. It is an enigma. <laughs> it's not an enigma. You yes, are an is. enigma, but you are baffling and you're a riddle. You're perplexing. But like he talks about it in the third person as if it's an organic thing that he's created, as if he's Dr. Frankenstein. Of course I talk about it in the third person. It's a thing, isn't it? If it's not a person... He's got a healthy respect for the Enigma, as if it's a, a thing that could lash out at him. <laughs> if you ride the Enigma, it'll take you on an incredible journey if the Enigma loves you. But oh, should the Enigma turn against you, it could destroy us all. Embrace the Enigma. Worship the Enigma fall before its power. Feel the awe. So, Trev, what's the... So, go on, explain yourself. Well, and it's your very enigma. simple. You just listen to the piece of sound that it's I've not done. simple, is it, Trev? It it's like trying sim- to work out why Rose West behaves she does. In the manner that she does. It's just baffling and confusing and wrong. Right. Let's, let's have a listen, shall we? Oi! Here. Oi! Oi! That's it. Pick up that bag of brown. Now empty it all over. Drugs! Oh! That's it. That's lovely. <laughs> no, don't stop. Don't stop! That's it. Again. What? Oh! <laughs> What's wrong with him? What the hell is that? Trevor! That is a sonic enigma, Matthew Morgan. Certainly... Pick up a bag of brown. Pick up a bag of brown. Do you know what that means That's on the street? heroin, Trevor. Pick is up it? a bag of brown. Well, I don't take heroin. <laughs> I think you should probably start. It might subdue you and stop you being such a dick. <laughs> oh, 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 you can't call him a dick. Yeah. Oh, a div, then. Let's yeah. just pretend it was well, a stutter. you bring it on. I'll let the listeners make up their own minds about <laughs> what you say. Well, no, because I think they already have. We've had hundreds <laughs> of suggestions of cruel things to do to you. Seems that they look at you, Trevor, some ludicrous gimp who they enjoy seeing to watch it. It's not like, it's not out there. It's not like the jury's hung. It's not like people are undecided. We all know what you are, Trevor. So, just, should we listen to that again? I mean, it takes, as usual, about an age. It's 20 seconds, but we can it's 20 seconds. through it. That's a third less than it normally is. 
And what about, Matthew, what about the big, oh, do it again, do it again. So it's just like, you know, if you don't mind colloquial references to opiates and clear, dirty sex talk, then this is the enigma for you. Let's have another listen, Matt. Oi, here. Oi, oi. That's it. Pick up that bag of brown. (laughs) Now empty it all over me. Oh, I like that noise. That's that's lovely. (laughs) No, don't stop. Don't stop. That's it. Again. Lovely. That is weird. I can just see Mike's daughter, Taylor, out there looking at the Panini sisters, trying to Panini sisters, trying to work out what the hell that is. This is the first time in her childhood she's been exposed to, to that kind of severe mental illness. Taylor, don't worry, we'll explain everything to you later. You I'm p- glad you she's perplexed kid. after that Brussels sprout thing she's inflicted upon You're going to eat those Brussels sprouts, Trevor, one by one without a single chew. So if you know what that sonic enigma is, you can text us on 64046 or you can email us at russell.6music at BBC. .co.uk What we're listening to now, to now Matthew ACDC Ooh, It's going to get ever so exciting in here Back in black, ACDC You're listening to Russell Brand on 6 Music Blimey what a show it's been so far Are you enjoying it Matt? Yeah I'm having a whale of a time It's been really crazy, Trev you enjoying yourself? I certainly am Trev is preparing to serenade Noel Gallagher with one of his own tracks one, of Noel's, off, one of Noel's own tracks, not one of mine. Yeah, well, Look at the yeah. way he's got his hand resting over there, like an old sage. An old <laughs> story. Like an old sage. <laughs> Go on, then, what are you going to do? What are you, a minstrel, Trev? I am a minstrel. I've been a minstrel before. I've been a troubadour. Yeah, yeah, he was the troubadour. Was he a troubadour? Yeah, he told us yeah. he'd travelled around Italy in a okay, car. Okay, we've got some uh, answers. I nearly ruined the tension, but we've got some wrong answers <laughs> <laughs> for Trevor's Sonic Enigma. We've got some... We don't know if these answers are right or wrong at this stage. Let's try. Uh, Aaron says, is it come again by Ian Brown? Is it, Trev? No. Oh, you can see why he That's might nuts. think that. Yeah. Is it Jumble Jumble by the White Stripes? That's from Van Luke in Chichester. Don't even know what that means. Is it someone emptying brown sugar over their coffee? <laughs> That's not a song. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed the point. Nice one, Alex, though. I, I like the way you think, man. It's got to be a song, Alex, all right, mate? It's got to be a title of a song, not a thing that happens. Don't sneer, Trev. People don't like that. Russ, can you give a get well message to uh, our postman, Tim, in Manchester, who's got concussion? Get well, Tim, old bean. Hilariously somersaulted on his head, kicking a beer can after the Trinidad game. See what nice I mean? One. Russell's... Russell's verbal exactly, enigma yeah, yeah. when he tries to read kicking a beer can there hello yes Good, <laughs> hello Russell uh, text if you can decipher what I mean by this language no clearly what's happened is a postman kicked a, be- a beer can it's like a poem by it's Lawrence Ferlinghetti a postman kicked a beer can this is another message stop victimising me adorable child if you look at any observer you'll see that stop victimising you yeah, stop victimising me. to eat me. your hair and a lemon. <laughs> this is what happens, though. That's what happens. That's how bullies are. Bullies are always bullied. Bullies are being bullied. Yeah. Good. Yeah. At least there's some justice in the world. This is from Aaron, <laughs> who initially... <laughs> It's good. It's a karmic cycle of bullying. I like it. Um, This is from Aaron, right, who uh, thought uh, the brilliant genius behind the the whole lemon Hello. Yeah, thanks for that, Aaron, because that has disinfected my mouth from his fingernails. Okay, read it in our Jeremy Irons voice. It is Jeremy Irons, isn't it? Yeah. Go on, then. Dead birds, you say. Sounds interesting. (laughs) But don't let Trevor kill them. His challenge should not involve his hobby. Yeah, Trev, you don't get pleasure from killing these birds. We just find a dead bird on the street, jam it in your dirty gullet with my clean, beautiful fingers. Mm. Oh, no, this is a bit awful. This is uh, Liz from Southampton says, Russ, attachments, Russ lets himself down in front of the nation. Oh, no. 
Russell, what? you can't deny it. You've been caught on the webcam. I think there might be a photograph of me picking my nose on the webcam. Well, that wouldn't surprise me because that's all you're doing. Your fingers, if they're not in my mouth, don't even know you're doing it. <laughs> you don't even know you're doing it. I don't even know what You don't even know you're doing it. Can you please just help me? I want to be better. I want to be a good girl. Just let me go to the promenade. This is the kind of thing I think. <laughs> <laughs> so here, back to the Sonic Enigma. Is it Brownsville Girl by Bob Dylan, asks Philippa. No. Is it Brown Sugar by The Stones, Alex in Winchester? No, that's, that's, that's close. Good. Brown okay. Sugar by The Stones. Yeah. Golden Brown. Is that the enigma for today by Stranglers? That's no, from Mark. No. It's about heroin. Is what it, if I stop going on about heroin? I thought it was about sunshine turning you a nice colour in the sky. That's because you're a naive jerk, Trevor. Stop that this. Is, that is why you had a sonic enigma that had, go and get us a bag of brown, man. Wow, I'm off my face. Yeah, let's get off it is and it chase not, the dragon. Let's have a boot. That's why, because you use about 20 heroin colloquialisms, Trev. <laughs> I'm thinking that it's the kind of thing you could broadcast at a church fate. On the boot, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? Colloquialism. Oh, those were the days, weren't they, Matt? So, Don't um, say that, like I was involved. Well, well, no, Matt was not involved in my drug addiction. He's always been a good lad and a good friend. So we, uh, we're going to listen to the Beatles. It won't be long. That's brilliant. But first we're going to have this trail. Yeah. And then a little bit more. We'll, we've got to work out that Sonic Enigma. If you know the answer, 64046, music at bbc.co.uk. Let's have a trail and then the Beatles. This is Six Music. Lovely on Paul McCartney's birthday. Happy birthday to Paul McCartney. So uh, you listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. That was uh, the Beatles. Oh, you're right, Matt. Yes. Trev's been strumming away, practicing his serenade. So we're going to call up Noel Gallagher now. One of Tre uh, Trev's challenges was to ring Noel Gallagher and serenade him with his own song. Let's ring up Noel. Let's, who's, got his, who's got the phone? Who's going to dial it? Mark, our producer, is dialing the number now. Bring the lift the desk up so we can hear the phone ring. It will sound really organic and great, man. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Some more guesses for your sonic enigma, Trev. Is it 99 Red Balloons by Nana? No. That's from How on earth would you Martin come to that? Yeah, that is don't a know. nuts thing to think. Some people just say random things. Yeah, they do. Sounds like Trev was waiting for the man. We can't hear the ring. Oh, it's ringing. Right, it's ringing. Get ready to serenade him. Well. Hello, no. Listen inside the eye of your mind. Don't you know you might find a better place to play? Trying to do Noel Gallagher as Elvis. You say that you've never been. All the things that you've seen are gonna fade away. It sounds like Elvis is fine. So I start a revolution yeah. in my bed. Is that Johnny Cash singing from Beyond the Grave? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Cash. That's Oasis. Step outside the summertime's in bloom. Stand up beside the fireplace. Take that look from off your face. Cause you ain't never gonna burn my heart out. Oh, I have to know. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'll do. We can. Oh, no, no, you gotta get to the chorus. Oh, I said the chorus. Oh, Sally can wait. Well, she knows <laughs> it's too late as we're walking on by. Thank you very much. So, away. But don't look back in anger. <laughs> Hey, I tell you what. What do you think of that, now? I tell you that that should have been the theme tune to Brokeback Mountain. That really could have been. <laughs> that that should like, have been on the sounded like, That sounded like uh, three gay cowboys just singing on the campfire. <laughs> <laughs>
We weren't all singing. We weren't all singing about it, but we are as well. I think there is a strong camp element to Oasis music. Absolutely, that's the subtext of that song. Surely three gay cowboys singing around a campfire just before they get down to it. You, I've, never, I've, never, I've never quite understood who Sally is, but now I think I'm getting a better picture of that. <laughs> it seems that Sally is Trevor's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seems like. Did you mind that, Noel? That was a challenge, because we're doing this thing where we've got a challenge, Trevor Locke. One of our, our listeners says, I'll get him to serenade Noel with one of Noel's own I admire his bravery for that, actually, because he knows that while he's at work on Sunday morning, I only live literally around the corner. Yeah, you are literally around the corner. You yeah, could I, I, could, I could come around and let the tyres down on his bike. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the work of a moment for you, Noel. We all previous, letting down bike tyres. I'd like to see him do a cover version of one of my tracks. Yeah, we'd all like to see that, Trevor. Have, but... you, ri- have you written any tracks? Yeah, I have. The Magic of Richard Claydeman is probably my best one. Yeah, also... Well, you've, ri- you've written songs? Yeah, I have, mate, yeah. Mostly they're odes about killing rodents oh, and making nice. clothes from their pelts, if we're, if we're honest. Also, Noel, perhaps if you were to let down the tyres on his bike, he might attack you, you know, grapple with you in the dust. We all know Trevor can be quite brutal in, in a violent situation. Yeah, well, so well he claims, doesn't he? I mean, there is no evidence about that, is there? there are no, there's no, no real evidence. It's just one of the many bodacious claims. No, I hope you've looked at the Observer today, because if you have, you'll have seen a nice article about old Russ in which I announced to the world that you're doing a charity you, gig. Do, do what? Do you the world of what? I announced to the world that you're doing that charity gig. I go, yeah, no Gallagher's doing this charity gig to raise money for Focus 12. He's agreed to it. It'll be brilliant. Tickets on sale now. <laughs> I've already started selling them, so I hope it is all right. Well, <laughs> it works out. It's going to be very embarrassing. Otherwise, we've got Trevor Locke live at Coco doing Oasis numbers. Great, well, I tell you what, I'll do it, right, as long as he does, as long as he gets up and does a version of that song dressed as one of the cowboys from Brokeback Mountain. No problem. You're there, aren't you, Trevor? You're doing that. I'll do that. With a lemon in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Why stop at his mouth? The boy's smothered in orifices. He's like a fruit machine of a man. Okay, well, that sounds excellent. So, um, where where are you coming back home, are you, today? I'm 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 just leaving to go to the airport, actually. I went out. I went out on a boat yesterday and got extremely sunburned like an idiot. I didn't put any, uh, didn't put any sun cream on, so I look like a lunatic. Right. <laughs> is that why is that? Why didn't you put sun cream on? Because I'm a northerner. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 I suppose what? So you don't have sun in the north. So you just no, well, think... no. The thing is, you go out in the in in the med, right? And um, right. the missus has got the sun cream out, and I want some of that. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. What, I just think I'm some sort of puffer or something, and now you've yeah. got a big glowing beacon of a bont. Yeah, I'm not putting cream on me, it looks like jism. Apologise, we all know what he's like, you know, he's, he's a national hero, he's an icon, he can say what he wants, can't he? But those are not the views of the BBC. <laughs> Thank you very much, Noel. Okay, right. so, well, why don't you give my, my love to Sarah in a, you know, in, in a verbal way, and, uh, you know, come back later. Oh, hold on, let me tell you, there's another thing that I, want, I wanted to read you this, Noel, I've moved away from the mic. Um, already I've had to deny this morning having an affair with Tamara Beckwith. Remember her it girl Tamara Beckwith. T- yesterday in the mirror in the 3am right. the girls, Kiki King, Eva Simpson and Caroline Headley, www.mirror.co.uk, 3am girls, say, th- listen to the headline, he's a vile predator. Guess who they're talking about, Noel? <laughs> oh, Russ. I, I don't know. Are they talking about you? I'm talking about me. It seems to me, right, that the last, maybe maybe for the last month, all you've done is call me up on my holidays and read out <laughs> Kiss and Tell. You're either trying to make me jealous. <laughs> ah, this is that's right. what's going on back in Blighty. <laughs> yeah, get a load of this. <laughs> We're kicking it here in Albion. So, who have you got up the duff this time? Well, it seems that Danny Minogue's carrying one of my mutants. <laughs> I hate Danny Minogue. Do you, mate? Ah, <laughs> there's the headline. Sandra. 
Nice oh. one. So no, I'm not keen on her after this business. Danny's like verdict it. on Sex Mad Brand after he pushes his luck on TV show. We knew it wouldn't be long before Russell Brand's rampant womanising landed him in trouble. It lists some people that I've tried to chat up. Shaking it like this says, Danny Minogue was far from won over by him on uh, our MTV show. Shaking her head in disbelief, she dismissed it. it dis shaking her head in disbelief. Is it it beggars belief. Ridic I don't believe that. Yeah, who would do a thing like that? She dismissed him as a vile predator. Oh, he's just a vile predator. Oh. After he lecht over her fabulous breasts. I was on a television programme. I'm not going to lech over her and pestered her for a phone number after he followed her down the corridor. Ridiculous, untrue lies. It's a bit true. What, is that on your one Leicester Square thing? That's yeah. right, mate. Well, I was yeah, there, and that was a little bit true. Well, I, might have, I offered her my phone number because I was worried about it. But I there thought, was a lot of people around. It wasn't like you cornered her on her own. Oh, yeah, darling. The reason I gave her my phone number, Matt, I'll be honest with you, I was worried about her. She seemed fragile. I thought she was, I thought she was on the edge and she might need some support. It goes, it came after reformed sex addict and druggie Russell interviewed on that show. Danny told us he is completely crazy and a bit of a vile predator. I certainly don't think he's cured his sex addiction, that's for sure. He wouldn't take no for an answer. Chatting to us at some party in London, she said, he always goes that step too far. Never quite far enough to slap his face, but usually too far. He it's always. Does she know you well then? Or is that the first time? He always goes that step too far. How dare she? How dare she say that, Noel? Yeah. He's obviously very intelligent. Fair enough, not all of this story is lies. But wears more makeup, <laughs> more wears more makeup than I do. Well, you know, Jesus Christ, put put a bit of slap on. No, she's a nice enough girl. I she's suppose. a lovely. Girl. She looks a bit odd though. She looks a bit sort of. Bird well, she looks a, of course, she looks a bit odd. Yeah, she, she's weird, man. Yeah, she's a bit she's weird. weird. How come she's? Well, I, don't, I mean, I've I've never met her, but I just I just find her. She's quite unsavoury, I think. Isn't she? Yeah, well, I'm beginning to lose. You know, I'm falling out of love with her. Normally, yeah. I love guys with eyeliner on. It can be very sexy, but not on Russell. Absolutely, no way, never. He's just not my type. Danny had gone on to Russell's show to talk about a record. She said, "I was told he got sacked." Well, from... That was a quick conversation. <laughs> 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 we tried to drag it out. I say, "What did it? What's this material? Plastic? Is it that you've used? <laughs> Interesting stuff. Was it made in a factory?" Um, she goes, uh, "I was told he got sacked from MTV." In the past for wearing an Ottomar Bin Laden costume to work the day after September 11th. I couldn't believe that I just agreed to be interviewed by someone who would do something like that. It really unnerved me. And then throughout the whole interview, he kept making shocking remarks that I can't even repeat. Just uttering the words would make me blush. So to spare Danny's blushes, we've printed the naughty bits of Potty Mouth Russell's interview. Right, and then they have put it, Russell Gate, they've cured it, called it. it and then it goes, Russell. If I directed your video, I would include a bit of erotic dancing. You like a good old lap dance, don't you? Danny responds, we should go lap dancing together sometime. So immediately, she suggested going lap dancing. Yeah, and that was in yeah. response to her, those stories about her going, going lap dancing, yeah. lusting over women in what can only be described as a saucy way. So, uh, yeah, I said, we've all seen the pictures, haven't we? We all saw the pictures. We all saw the pictures. Who's the vile predator, Danny? Who's yeah. the vile predator? That's the yeah. sex industry she's funding. She's funding the sex industry. They bring women over. Sex slaves are brought over from poor former communist nations to satisfy Danny Minogue's <laughs> lust. You are supporting that, Danny. You are the bottom of a pyramid of misogyny, Danny Minogue. Right, then I respond to that. Better still, I've got a shed at the back of my garden where we could erect a pole and lap 
dance in private. Right, that was you, not... you, you said that to her. I said that to her. Clearly a joke. I, I have yeah. got a shed. And there is a lap dancing pole in it. But would I let her in there? Not on your nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous thing to say. Then she says later, I'm off the idea of marriage. And then I say, you just have to get off with presenters you meet on chat shows now, don't you? That was in response to something she said about poor dear Jamie Feekston attacking him out of nowhere. Give me your phone number then, love. I said in what can only be described as a comical voice. So I think well, did, right there. What did she think she was going on, Newsnight or something? I think so. <laughs> and I think it's only a matter of time before she appears on Newsnight, forced to justify why she's funding the sex industry and yeah. dragging poor Czechoslovakian women into the gutter. <laughs> so there we go. We've dealt with that problem. So, yeah. no, you're coming. You're coming. You're going to come and see me do stand up tonight, then, mate. I am, yeah. Yeah, right. we're going to bowl down after we get back from the airport. I think I'll be in about. We don't need to go to the detail. I now suppose not, not really. No, you shouldn't no, have said that on no, the radio. I'll, be, I'll, give you, I'll give you a ring later on. All right, mate. And I'll, I'll look out for your big, glowing, proud Northern bonce. <laughs> uh, gleaming out big, glowing, proud Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Boasting about money, Noel Gallagher. Who <laughs> bought it? When you've got um, as much as I have, there's no need to bolster us all. It's difficult to avoid it, though, I suppose. <laughs> Noel, thank you very much for your time. As always, you've been fantastic. I think we're going to play a little track called Don't Look Back in Anger uh, to try and resurrect the corpse that Trevor Locke yeah, has just listen, made in it. When everybody, when, when you get to the chorus, shut your eyes and think, think of two cowboys naked from the waist down. I think Trevor Locke <laughs> would do that anyway, but we're going to join him in that. Noel, thanks for your time, mate. I'll see you both later. I'll see you later. See you later, now. Bye. Don't look back in anger from Oasis. Let's have a listen to that. Trevor, sit back and learn and think of some chaps. Don't look back in anger, which now has become an anthem of cowboy homoerotic relationships. Don't look back over your own shoulder angrily <laughs> at Trevor Locke wearing a pair of chaps and a cowboy going, no, I've got another medley for you. <clears throat> Blimey, so that was good. And uh, so Noel Gallagher, Gallagher specifically asked us to think of Trevor Locke in an erotic clinch during that and quite frankly it wasn't difficult. Let's go back to Trevor's Sonic Enigma which I imagine he's going to find it hard to focus on because the Papini sisters are in here now. Hello oh, girls. Hello. Hello. Oh, we have Trevor. to do that clapping thing. Oh yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, alright, okay. Yeah man, we're living. This is life happening all around us. So girls, do you feel nervous to be in the presence of Trevor? Yes. Yeah, positively trembling. Yeah, yeah, just, just you know, let the desks remain between you because he's relatively safe over there. But also, <laughs> we've taken the caution of bringing Taylor, Mike's daughter. And how old are you, Taylor? Nine. You're nine. Okay, so we've got a nine-year-old girl here, so that should hopefully keep Trevor <laughs> under some kind of control. Okay, so remember, Trevor, before you start lunging at the I girls... I won't be doing any lunging, an, you know that. Well, I'm not a lunger. Okay. Okay, so, Trev. Yes. Um, here's some entries to your sonic enigma, which sounds more and more like a euphemism every time I say it. <laughs> and this is from Dewey from Atlantis. Amazing, that's a city under the sea. <laughs> Dewey, wow, we've got mythical people communicating. <laughs> then there's Ben in Troy. <laughs> is it cover me with a huge supermarket bag full of hundreds of thousands while I sit in the bath taking illegal substances? That's from Dewey in Atlantis. Is it that Trevor? Well, who's that by? He doesn't say who it's by, so he's doesn't he's not eligible. Trevor, it's clearly a joke. People are joining oh, right, in with our okay. show and you're attacking them. What's wrong with you? No wonder Noel Gallagher actually hates you. <laughs> um, right, this is from Christian. Would it be too sordid to suggest sugar baby love by the Rubettes, aware as we are of Trevor's outline online behaviour? I'm gonna term that. I'll show you what he actually said later. And if it's not, is it Filthy Bird by Robin Hitchcock? Is it Filthy Bird, Trevor? I don't know that song, no. Mm. 
Uh, okay, this is from Stephen Lamberton in Der- Derby. I reckon the answer to the shambolic piece of tat that Trev brings to your quality <laughs> radio programme is smack my bitch up. Good point. But Trevor didn't know that Bag of Brown meant that. In this episode, Trevor, of course, plays the part of the bitch who invites the smacking up. <laughs> that is ultimately the role Trevor plays in life. One of a bitch awaiting a smack that's soon to be delivered. Is it Brown Bag by Marilyn Manson, says Danny in Bogner Reaches? No idea what he's on about. Marilyn Manson. That's not, right. Not that's not on Trevor's radar. Is it Cover Me, Bruce Springsteen, cover of the Rolling Stone, Captain Hook, covered in oil, ACDC? Aaron, just, I mean, I know Another that was one of my verbal texts. <laughs> I'm just reading what's there. <laughs> 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 like a Dalek reading it out. Okay. Uh, is it Teenage Kicks from The Undertones from Sarah? Absurd, Sarah. Teenage what is your reasoning for that? Is it Papa's Got a Brand New Bag by James Brown? I doubt it, like, but it kind of makes sense. That's from Tristan. Is that right, Tristan? No, Tristan. Brown Paper Bag by Ronnie Size. Van no. Luke. No. Brown M&M's Hot Tequila by Jamiroguay. Is Spence that a written... No. Oh, good God, no. Who's taking it to JK well, for? Well. Because why? Because you bump into him sometimes out on the womanising circuit, the pair of you. <laughs> Squibbly, wibbly, wibbly, woo, 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 wicky, whack, wicky, whack. That's... Leave Jamiroguay alone. What's he done to you? Wiggy, wiggy, wag, wag. Trevor, what you that, saying, is, that Trevor? is like the soundtrack to Trevor's private life now. That's what he does. That's what he does, isn't it? You're showing yourself sort. up in I'm front thinking, of the Papini sisters. You have tried so hard to court these past few weeks. They're actually in front of you now, Trev, and you are blowing it big time, baby. What do you make of him, girls? That's all right. Oh, come on, he's a massive twerk. Thanks very much. Looks like a lemon. He really does. Well, that's the only <laughs> thing you want to see him already engaged with, let me tell you. Is it, is it Mr. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses from Stone Sight in Brighton? Nice one, fellas. Is it? No, it's not, but it's uh, a good song. Yeah. Is it Chakademus and Pliers looking in your big brown eye, which I can only imagine is a story about using someone's bum as a telescope? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Graham. That's Graham's suggestion. Is it that, Trev? No, but that will be another enigma and another date now. Trevor, <laughs> you yourself are an enigma. Let's have. Should we have some pixies now and try and find someone who can work out your enigma? Then we're, we're going to have music from the Papini sisters. We're going to have Taylor as a moral arbiter to to keep this show online. You're right, Taylor. You're a good girl. Let's listen to the Pixies. Pixies there. Listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. What was the observation, Matt, that you made about that riff people Uh, might be interested in? It's very similar to Teen Spirit. But Kirk Wayne's quite open about it being an influence. I see. That's good. We've got um, uh, an email here from Edwina in Yorkshire. Hi, guys. I had to write with regard to Danny Minogue promoting her new record, The Hits and Beyond, as I can't think of one hit. What were her hits? Perhaps she should rename it Beyond. That's a bit mean, I know, but she's brought it on herself. Edwina in Yorkshire. Edwina, those are your views, and we endorse them. <laughs> so, um, okay, here's another... Right, we're trying to do Trevor's Sonic Enigma. We've got uh, the Pepini here. says, hello, girls. Hello. Blimey, even when you speak, it's in a kind of barbershop way. It's so <laughs> endearing to be around you. Why not? To give us a little blast of something special, um, by which I mean a song, not the sort of request <laughs> Trevor will make of you the minute the show comes off air, I imagine. <laughs> give us a blast, girls, he'll say, strumming away on his guitar and more besides. Okay, we're going to give you a bit of panic. Let's have a, I think you've already panicked, Trevor, just by being here. <laughs> his adolescent libido raging up and down his spine. Magnificent Woo! from the Venus atmosphere, atmosphere. <laughs> 
It was brilliant. It's wonderful. It is. I can see why Trevor's developed such a crush on you. It's very, it's beautiful, charming to see you in action. Comes across attractive. What isn't attractive is watching Trevor sprawled, legs akimbo, attacking himself like a man fighting himself in a garden centre, enjoying his life there while he's disturbing to watch. Let's wrap up this Sonic Enigma. Uh, Is it whistling? Is it the whistling at the beginning sounded like the birds? But brown stuff, man. This week's is hard mental from Mr. M. Whitby Esquire in the Paris of Thatcham in Berkshire. It's the most official message we've ever received. That's brilliant. Yeah, I, I would like that, that to happen in the future. If you're going to enter this competition, please uh, put the parish that you're a member of. Please put, <laughs> do put the parish. Trevor, you're like a dictator, a lusty dictator. <laughs> Uh, really enigma this is from Steve I believe it used to be a dog owner using his canine charges feces for manuring his own hair growth no that can't be right I'm close though from Steve see that's another one I don't know what's going on I can't read them through read them please, properly before. before you read them out <laughs> I think they're funny okay so that we've got uh, Louisa on the line to enter the sonic enigma Louisa are you well my darling I'm fine thank you how are you oh we're ever so good today I mean we're worried about Trevor yeah, Trevor have another bite of the lemon he's there he's eating it oh. Now, what's wrong it's with actually, him? it's a really good thing to do. I would urge listeners to get into this. Trevor, it's don't really listen nice. to any of Trevor Locke's urges it's or you'll healthy. find yourself being attacked on MySpace before the day is done. Papini sister, Papini sisters, what, can we just clarify once and for all your name? Papini sisters. Papini sisters, and what's that come from? It's my surname, it's not that interesting. Well, you're a megalomaniac. What about the other two? Don't you mind? <laughs> having a, like, you're not... I thought the Irish mafia was a little, because our surnames are Irish. What are your, both of your, what, what are your so surnames? Brian. Brian. The O'Brien sisters sounds threatening. The O'Brien sisters are going to shoot you in the knees if you don't behave yourself. Tar and feather them. You're a black and tan. You're a black and tan. Uh, and, what, and what's yours, name? Mullins. Mullins. The Mullins sisters. The Mullinses are here. <laughs> I'm not making light of the situation in Northern Ireland. It's all the one country and we should never have got involved. There's my view on the situation. Hold on. That's worse. That's quite <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is that much worse? Okay, I'll, hey, I'm an English I'm person. I'm not making light of it, but I'm going to take one side of it. <laughs> I'm going to take a really one-sided view of the situation. Hey, it's all the one country. That border goes through rivers and people's houses. Okay, so... Whoa. Careful. Okay, so, Louisa, Louisa, what, uh, what are you saying, my love? Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. <laughs> you've, you've got to give the answer to Trevor. Should we listen to Trevor's Sonic and Newman once more and try and move away from the catastrophic views? <laughs> Oi. Yeah. Oi. Oi. That's it. Pick up that bag of brown. Now empty it all over me. Oh, that's it. That's lovely. I think that's <laughs> enough. No, don't stop. Don't Trevor. stop. That's it. Oh, that's in the thing. That's in the enigma. Yeah. Don't oh, stop. That. that was weird. <laughs> okay, so uh, Louisa, having listened to that and cleansed your palate, but with conversation with Matt, myself, and the Panini sisters, what do you think the answer to that is? I'm rather worried that I know the answer at all, but it's uh, pour some sugar on me by death. <laughs> Is it Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard, Trevor? Yes, it is. Well done, Louisa. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Matt's yeah. attempt right. at creating atmosphere was so listless there, but you were the only one that did it. I'm, I'm a committed to the atmosphere. You creation. really are. He's You're excited by the competition, mate. It's, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that joie de vivre in such a cynical man. We've got Matt's cultural review coming up later. As you all know, Matt lives outside of culture because he's what can only be described as a thug. Louisa, you, you, you've won <laughs> that competition. Are you going to come down to the studio next week and uh, join us? I can't think us? of anything I'd rather do. Well, all right, let me give you some suggestions. <laughs> Sit alone, crying without Trevor Lock near well, you. Well, that, that was my second option. Right, okay, well, you're going to be coming in here. You won't get any prizes despite what either of these boys promise you. Thank you very much. We're going to have a... Uh, what are we going to do? We're going straight into the news. Yeah, we're going to play Def Leppard, put some sugar on me. 
after the news. There'll be more from the Panini Sisters too, but let's have some news. Six music. Etienne, only love can break that your heart. That's really rude. Cover of uh, Neil Young. What was rude, Trev? Well, Listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. Sisters to be quiet then. Thank yeah. you, Trev. We just Thank wouldn't shut up then. I'll tell you what is rude, Trev. I tried Stalking politeness. the Papinis. <laughs> Matt employed uh, politeness there. Well, what Tre- well, Trevor's way of communicating with the Papini Sisters is to put soiled nappies through their letterbox. <laughs> so you decide who's the rude one in this arrangement. Is it old Russ asking them to shut up before we go live on it? In the nicest possible way, really. We've got Taylor here, our nine-year-old correspondent, who's been brought in essentially as a moral barometer to stop Trev going on about killing animals. You're right, Taylor. Come over to the mic, hun. Do you want to say right now? Let's tell the world what you are. Your nine. What's your name? Taylor Hanson. Taylor Hanson. How old are you? Nine years old. And what's your favourite subject? Art, I guess. Are you good at art? Uh, probably. What aspect of art do you like most? Uh. Drawing stuff. Yeah. Like drawing stuff. Perhaps can you draw us a picture of Trevor? <laughs> okay. Brilliant. We'll get you some stuff. Draw a picture of him eating lemon. What did you want Trevor? To, <laughs> what did you want Trevor to do as a challenge? Eat Brussels sprouts. Yeah, let's make him eat well, Brussels why, sprouts. Taylor, why? Do you like Brussels sprouts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no. quite, it's kind of a gift, Trevor. Fair enough then. Why did you? Why do you want him to eat Brussels sprouts, Taylor? It's because I know everybody hates Brussels clever, sprouts. Clever, clever. I like that. that is a good, she's a good producer, this kid. She'll be running this show in a couple of weeks, I imagine. <laughs> I mean, she can't be worse than the goons we've got at the moment. Let's be honest. Look at Mark and Adam. The pair, oh, they're hurt by that. We love our producers on this show. Okay, Papini Sisters, we've finally got your name down. Are you going to give us um, something special, Trevor? Stay on your seat. Stay on your seat. Trevor, he reared up on his iron quarters like a praying mantis. At the I got all jekylled up, didn't I? He got all jekylled up like our friend Cyril says he got all jekylled up but he says that I think when he says a man moves into the dark part of his nature Jekyll and Hyde but Jekyll was the nice one wasn't he move on (laughs) move on tenuous link okay guys well done you Taylor that was brilliant right so okay uh, Papini sisters then so, oh, actually, you've got a challenge for Trev. We're challenging Trevor. Yes. What is your challenge, girls? Get this right. We yeah. uh, we stumbled across some caffeine pouches. Stumbled and, across and them? How? Where? Caffeine pouches? <laughs> this quite by patches. Where are, are you stumbling about? What kind of lives do you girls lead? <laughs> Hang on, this is so good. Go on, girls. So, very naturally, we thought, get this, Trevor in a ball gown, which we don't have, uh, with red lipstick on and three caffeine patches on his head, joining us on the next day on hard glass. Come on, Trev, get over here and put oh, these caffeine patches on. What well, now? How do they work? Now. Yeah. Perhaps Taylor could oblige and. Careful, don't let, don't let her get him on herself because it's all yeah. caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I don't understand <laughs> what a caffeine pouch is. <laughs> a caffeine pouch, Trevor, is a, a man's a... libido. <laughs> so where a man keeps his babies, oh, right, Trevor? But you're going to get all animated and overexcited. This could be dangerous. Of course it could be. Stick them on him. Give us your head. Right, put them right, onto veins. Put them on mainline. Mainline oh, caffeine. This is nuts. This is not being used intravenously. They're just patches. Please, if this isn't wise, please text in immediately. And also, could you we'll try one on his neck? Out. Get one on his neck, right, the jugular. Get one on the jugular. Please. Uh, they're putting three caffeine pouches on me. Patches, not pouches. They're not patches. pouches, Trev. It's not a kangaroo's undercarriage. What's wrong with you? Is this good for me? Can I overdose on caffeine? Finish in touch with no. Now they're putting lipstick on Put Trevor. lipstick on him. Right, Trevor, we'll get a webcam photo of this. He Pull his good. trousers down. Well, Taylor, you've got to draw this, darling. Right, so draw him. Oh, he looks... Doesn't he, Taylor, doesn't he look pretty? Oh, little girl. He is a little girly, Taylor. Come of the hour, come of the man. You feel, Trev, you look so pretty. I've never thought of you like that. 
Trevor's got rouge on, he's got lipstick on, he's caffeinated up, he's romping around like Hulk Hogan in drag. He's never been sexier. Get over to your own mic, Trevor, you're making me feel sick. <laughs> what are we doing then? <laughs> if you like widow twanky, you really do, Trevor, and you're a ridiculous man from Del Monte suit. A man from a Del Monte sleeping in the door. Some of your patches have fallen off. Get Put them back on. Allowed. Touch my fingers. These are affecting me. I'm beginning. I'm, my heart rate's going up. Put them in your mouth. <laughs> That's because of the papini system. Hold them on, you perv. Why would anyone have a caffeine pouch? Patch, patch, patch man. Patch, what's wrong with you? What do you? Because Why you haven't got, got time to have a coffee. You just stick it to your arm or something. Yeah, this is a, this is equivalent to three mockers. I've, I've had one mocker already. Trev, you're surrounded by mockers, and you off. are indeed a mockery. Hold that to your throat. <laughs> Hold it to your throat, Trevor. Yeah, How do you feel? My heart rate is increasing. Yeah, is your heart rate increasing? My vision is getting blurred. Good. Your vision I'm, I'm, will always be blurred. <laughs> Anyone who's heard your enigma knows you have no vision. I can't Trevor, find my pulse. stand it. What, uh, what minute does the, the pulse. shut up, Trev? <laughs> what time does the webcam take photos? Every six minutes. Every six minutes. When's the next I one could be due? Dead by then. We can't tell. It's gonna be forty-six. Forty-six, right? Forty-six. Everyone, check the webcam. See what a ridiculous joke Trevor Lock has become. <laughs> Here's your king now. Okay, so um, girls, give us what you're gonna give us. Uh, what you're gonna sing for us, and Trevor's gonna join in. But first of all, let them establish the song, Trev, so people don't hear the Papini okay. sisters and think they're rubbish. So go on, let's hear, hear how that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that to protect you. Because if he joined yeah, it in from the beginning, don't let him join in. Don't let him join in. Alright, let's let him have a quick go. He's, he's, Matthew, we've got to let him join in. He's got dressed up for it now. Yeah. He looks so pretty. Of course they're spasming. Lord Almighty. Can you give us an E, Trev, please? Yeah, of course. Don't encourage him. Have you seen him with the anodine pipe? I'll give you a bag of brown. Oh, but just for the tailor. Right, okay then. Right, so go on then, girls, far away. Okay. Mom. Oh no, we need to tell Russ, uh, Trevor, what we're doing. We're doing. Trevor, you shout for a bit and join them in a minute. They're this doing is half glass. Good radio. Oh, yes. Heart of glass. Mm. Right, Trevor, you shout. Oh, Girls, start. They okay. sing. You just. <laughs> Girls, start. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, you look beautiful. Trevor, you look lovely, but you've I'm just. Off my face now. This is really affecting me. Getting... Is it actually working? The, the colours are getting vivid. I'm getting from the, the webcam photos coming up. Oh, Trevor. You I don't just... know where the webcam is. I don't know where the webfab is. I don't know where the webfab <laughs> is. <laughs> you poor baffled twerp. We've been here about that. six weeks, Trevor. You should know what's going on. Yeah, well, you knew where it was when it took a photograph of your ridiculous winky and nearly got us thrown off the air. That was mine. That was Matt's winky. Lovely thing. My winky is not ridiculous. Trevor. You know, talk to your wife about that, Trev. If oh no, sorry, she's in another continent. <laughs> okay, so listen, let's listen to Breathless, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Well done, girls. Well done, Taylor. Thank Matt, you've been you. great. Trevor, I'm surprised Get at you. Let's listen there. to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Good, wasn't it, Matt? Brilliant. I love Me that and Matt, song. yeah, it's brilliant. But we're, we're having to run the radio show because Trev is mooching about <laughs> photographing the Papini sisters, pestering <laughs> and bothering them, sniffing around them like a little randy hound. How do you there. feel on the caffeine? I feel really sparked up. I tell really, you. though? Yeah, absolutely sparked up. Maybe it's a sort of psychological thing. Maybe it's maybe most it things seem to be a psychological thing with you, Trev. <laughs> like putting on women's makeup, like well, killing you animals. Put it on. Trevor, I do you it in an artistic like way. I'm on the television, Trevor, I wear makeup like all people on telly. Not like you with your Buffalo Bill suits made out of women's skin. <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> let Taylor's done a picture of Trevor. Let's have a look at it. Come over to the mic, honey. Uh, oh, this is going on the website. It's an incredible likeness of Trevor. She's done his blusher and his big eye. And there's a speech bubble coming out of his mouth. Taylor, come here, darling, and t tell people what is, what is, Trevor's, what is Trevor saying in your picture. 
I a pretty little girl? That's exactly <laughs> what he's saying. Ain't I a pretty little girl? And that's what we all think of when we look at cocky Trevor Lockie. How does it feel? It's going to end in a tragedy. <laughs> what do you mean? Is that a threat, Trevor? Is that a threat? Because I will remind you, we're on the BBC, and before I let you anywhere near that child, I tell you what, me and Matt will take you down to Chinatown. We really will. You're going to end up doing something you regrets to me. <laughs> I can't say that can happen, Trev. Well, you put caffeine patches on me and give me palpitations. Trev, dress me up like a little lady. Trev, if one day Matthew and I end up pouring over your corpse, it will be a beautiful day for us both and a great day for this radio show. I'm joking. I love him. I love him. We all love him. Look at his little face. They're literally a little face, as Stuart Lee and Richard Herring used to constantly remind him on, on uh, Richard Not Judy, where they went on and on about his little face, quite rightly and comedic. So we'll put up Taylor's brilliant drawing. You should sign that, Taylor, so we can see it. And we'll scan that in. We'll have that on the website. There'll be pictures of Trevor uh, hassling the Papini sisters, which will probably be coming up in their forthcoming Old Bailey trial <laughs> to stop Trevor Locke haunting them with his ghostly presence. OK, we've got um, Matt. Oh, time for Matt Morgan's cultural review. Oh, Let's give him a round of applause. Yeah. Matt's going to do a cultural review. So perpetual outsider and hater of things refined, Matt Morgan, this this week has been to a posh restaurant. What was it, Matt? So can I, do I say the name? Of, of course you do in a review. You can't review something no, with an no, air of mystique, can you? Uh, Rocker in Charlotte Street, that Japanese what, in London? that you went once when I was there. Yeah, okay, so you went to Rocker and it's a restaurant. What did you think of it? Um, well, it cost me 200 quid. That's More expensive. Than that, what two people. Have? Just a normal... You were right, people. I made a big mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake because it says, you know the set, the set menu, it said £75 set menu, minimum two people. So I thought that meant, oh, minimum two, but that means it must be so much food, you need a minimum of two people to eat. <laughs> so you 75 must. quid, I'll probably you get You don't know there. nothing about culture, do you? Well, it's not really culture, is it? It's a trick that they've... It's not a trick, minimum of two people, a two people have to eat this dish. Oh, it's not like a recommendation, unless you're a real greedy guts, <laughs> it's probably best to share this with a pal. That's not what that meant, Matthew. So anyway, yeah, so it's £75 each. And it was just a constant wave. That was like being beaten up with food. Was it was it? constant, like, nice, but like little fussy Japanese little things that came. Well, you it's a Japanese restaurant. What do you expect? expect xenophobic no, lunatic. Just... Next you'll be going on about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, there was, there was too many dishes. Reiterating the fact that it was Japanese food, so it was small and fiddly. And it was lovely, okay. but... Well, well, they bind their feet up. Too expensive. And, uh... It just kept coming, and yeah. then, and at the end, when you think it's finished, they bring this crab soup thing. So, are awful. you recommending this restaurant, Matthew? You're going well, on like Michael Winner. You won't be able to eat anywhere in London now after um, this attack on Rocker, no, which I believe is a reputable and good restaurant. It's good. The food was nice. Everything was good, but I begrudged paying the money because once you're full up, you might as well just have eaten anything. Well, the, yeah. Matthew, that's just again just the whole idea of gastrono right. gastronomy. I so think I you should. Why don't you just first. eat blotting paper before you eat? I think that's what should happen. You should. So does Seinfeld. So you're on very dangerous ground, and, it, and he's going to be a lot more articulate and funny about it than you. <laughs> let me tell you. And he probably won't say it while chasing after the Papini sisters with his trousers down. <laughs> What's he saying? That you My trousers are up. Jerry Seinfeld says you should pay for meals at the beginning because you resent it. Oh, I don't want because when you pay for yeah. the food, you're like, I don't want food. Why would I want food? No, I'm but full. when the bill came, I, was, I still believed that seventy-five pound thing so i was half trying to because i was with this girl that um, you were trying to impress no i wasn't trying to impress her. Well, what are you doing why are you taking it from her past what are you a time lord 
<laughs> who was it? Bodicea. I've taken Queen Bodicea to a Japanese restaurant. She was difficult company. She, she kept trying to jettison people. She'd annexed to the sushi bar by the time we'd had our starters. Yes, it was Bodicea. <laughs> right. Well, that, at least you're being honest no, I was now. Just, and I had to pretend, I had to play it cool, and it was embarrassing because I well, I had, had the money. It, cool. it was all right. I knew it would. I'd have the money in my account, but begrudgingly. I hope so. You earn a fortune off our various our various ventures. So, are we gonna are we gonna have time after the next track to say goodbye, or is this us? We've got to say goodbye now. So, yeah. right, okay, so we've got a couple of minutes to say goodbye, have we? Right. What a fantastic show it's been, everyone. Let's all enjoy. Let's appreciate everyone. We've had Mr. G doing poetry. Yeah, you can check him out on Radio 4. What time are you on Radio 4, G? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock Tuesday. Check out Mr. G's radio show on Radio 4. The Papini sisters, haven't they been, so, haven't they been tolerant of the groping, the honking, the Sid James? There's been following them everywhere they go. The Robin Asquith-style skirt lifting. Trevor, you've disgraced yourself. As Taylor, you've been fantastic. Fantastic round of applause for Taylor. We'll check Taylor's glory. Noel Gallagher, as always, has been a gem on our show. Let's have a round of applause for Noel Gallagher, everyone. God bless Noel Gallagher. Okay, and then of course there's been me, Russell Brand, cocky Trevor Lockie, and enemy of culture, Matt Morgan, romping his way through a delightful Japanese meal like some sort of swine. Please come back next week. We're going to have fantastic guests. We're going to have a fantastic romp. Those of you that remember Trevor's Sonic Enigma and aren't still confused and baffled by it, hovering over your aspirin pipes, you will enjoy Def Leppard. What was the name of the track, Trev? Pour some sugar on me. So pour some sugar on us, boys. Yeah, Matthew, do you want to add anything? No. Bye forever, we love you! Six music.